Okay. First thing for everything, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's episode one. <laughs> static it's, feedback. It's episode one of static feedback. It's I'm, weird. I'm Rymac, and yeah. this is Spectre. Spectre. We are your hosts for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it's so weird too because we're uh, we're completely different states. Yeah. And I'm I'm here for a little mini vacation where I literally spent the entire time doing lawn, like dad yeah. lawn work. And, You're here and, for like 10 days and on the very last night that you hear, we decide to start this podcast at 9 at 9 night. o'clock at night after like going out and going to a Viking bar and going to uh, Scald Meat Hall. Yeah, Scald really Meat good Hall. Shit. Which was fucking amazing. Uh, they, the, the, the fucking burger. Oh yeah, it's like a I think it's literally just it like just half lamb, half half, lamb, half beef, half, half beef yeah. and then they mix it together and make the patty out of that. Shit's so good. It was amazing. That I mean, and also the meat was really good. I, I want to try that some one of these days, like Which? mixing, uh, like mixing uh, different ground meats together. Oh, because to oh. I'm a really big fan of elk burger. My um, yeah, my uncles and my uh, cousins used to do lots of elk hunting down in Oregon, and they bring back. You know, they bring back two or three elk, and then it's just, we take them to our local butcher that we trusted, um, and we would just receive, like, freezers full oh, yeah. of elk. No, when, when I used to live in Ventura, we had we literally had a guy who was a butcher, and he would just close up a shop randomly. And he'd be like, alright, yeah, I'm out of town for, like, the next, like, two or three weeks. And his shop would just be completely abandoned. And we, he'd come back and just all of a sudden have, like, boar and deer... And we used to make venison burgers every time he came back. He'd leave some specifically for us because he knew how we, he knew me and my buddies were like that. Butchers must live incredibly interesting lives. I mean, I've been a butcher. A lot of butchers are pretty boring. <laughs> a lot of butchers. But if you go to like an actual like standalone like this is a butcher shop. Yeah, owned I'm not by... talking about like your Safeway deli. Oh butcher. no, 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 no. no. The, I mean, yeah, like... the Safeway guys are boring. But no, if you go to like a legit place, yeah. holy shit. No, we used to go to the butcher that also ran an apple orchard. So what? like. It, the front half of his property was his apple orchard, and then when you get up to his place, he'd have, like, all these different, like, sauces and stuff prepared, but in the back, it was just, like, meat hooks and cleavers, it, like, the, the, down in fucking Cottage Grove, Oregon, where I grew up, um, there's just, like, you find all sorts of people out there, and we would drive, like... We lived at the north end of town, so it would take us, like, 20 to 30 minutes just to get into town, and then it would take us another, like, 30 minutes past that just to get to our butcher, but we would bring him entire, like, cows and pork and, like, all sorts of stuff, and we'd just come back with, you know, 50 pounds of meat. Um, That's so much food. (laughs) Well, I I had, I was one of six kids. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a lot of fucking siblings. Yeah, I grew up in a big family. Yeah. Uh, we sure got derailed fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. It's funny. We're supposed to be like a social media and like electronics and nerd shit. Uh, and we just start off with like, like butchered meat. <laughs> like just literally the first thing is just, oh, you know what sounds good right now? Let's just make this like a meat and meat. Well, I guess like, <laughs> I guess like this podcast is really going to be like our perspective. Yeah. So what better way to, I guess, get to know us as people uh, behind the creators, yeah, it's a uh, little VIP action. Like, a lot of stuff <laughs> that people are not really going to see from us, but like when we stream, because uh-huh. we don't really talk about our like, a lot personal of the, lives, yeah, growing up like our Dark stuff. Souls lore. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the Dark not, Souls lore yeah. to Rymac Inspector. Yeah, there's not like a whole like spoiler. Join alert. the Covenant and learn kind yeah, of shit. I was a, a country bumpkin yeah. growing up. Um, I used to say y'all, and I was a bit of a hick, and uh, 
place where I grew up, it's funny you were mentioning earlier in the restaurant how uh, your uh, your father wanted to get married with Stetsons, with everybody wearing Stetsons. My stepfather, yeah. Yeah, the only people that wore Stetson in the place that I grew up as a country bumpkin were the like metro metrosexual like Ford truck driving <laughs> uh, just fake ass farmers. Oh no! You want to be a real farmer? You go out there with your straw hat and you get in the oh, dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's mostly because his his dad was like heavily like he was heavily Texan, mm-hmm. and his dad moved to Iowa. So was, he's always had like this kind of farmer boy mentality, but I guess his dad rubbed off on him a lot because his dad oh, okay. was very Texan, but okay. um. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely romanticized a lot. Hundred percent, especially because yeah. it's a Stetson. Yeah, no, Stetson is a beautiful hat. Mm-hmm. I just I've just grown up with a lot of fakers. Oh yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, so it's like those guys who wear uh, they wear uh, you know like Samsung watches and have a ring and look like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just me right now. Oh, like, Seattleites. <laughs> No, oh, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> I'm literally just shooting on myself, yeah. <laughs> nah, um, so I guess uh, we're, you have topics? Uh, Are a little bit here and there, things? uh, yeah, we, we're, it's kind of like a free flow podcast, it's not really, there's no real structure, I guess, per se. Right. It's kind of just like feedback. how we're... things pan out. Yeah, I, I kind of advertise that, I think you brought up once that you wanted to do, like, video games, video gaming culture, tech yeah. reviews, yeah. um general news stuff like that just sort of like a just any a shooting the shit sort of podcast. yeah it's it's very much more like you've probably just like it's stuff that like the average person would see like if you're a nerd you you probably see this but most people are literally gonna sit there and just go ah you know what i don't have time to listen to you know <laughs> tom dick and harry from like five different sources right all tell me about this one thing and then all of them be wrong or something like that right and, you know, if anything, it's like, it, most of them aren't even opinions. Most of them are just like... Like buzzwords. Buzzwords. Buzzwords, straw man arguments, like a lot of just weird shit. And now, a word from our sponsor. We don't actually have <laughs> a sponsor, but like, yeah, Raid Shadow Legends <laughs> is sponsoring this podcast. You know, um, you, you know what's funny? The only the only sponsorship I've actually ever gone for, like that I've actually like participated in through another podcast, was uh, Manscaped. That's like a shaving company, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it's, it's it's for your uh, it's for your testicles. Oh, for any, uh, for any grundle grundle work. So if you guys out there want to get some testicle snipperoonies, um, don't say it like that. You make it sound like they're gonna fucking like you're gonna remove their gonads. It's like yeah, manscape. They'll cut off your balls. <laughs> Anybody out there listening want a discount vasectomy? <laughs> God, just them hearing it, they're like, we are never going to fucking sponsor you. Like, episode one, you talk about how we're going to cut off people's balls. Uh, Good start. Good start. Yeah, great start. Great start. Yeah, nine minutes in, and I'm already killing a sponsor. Uh. (laughs) Fuck me. You enjoyed Uh, your time up in Seattle, Nash? Oh, yeah, it's been fantastic. Cool, cool. It's been, even though it's July, like, middle of summer, pretty much. Like, years flying. It's, well, I mean, we've all been locked inside. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm in LA. So you guys up here, you guys are like, yeah, if you're vaccinated, you can be fine. Now you guys are like, kind of going back to semi-normal, like a soft open. Well, yeah, it's like a soft open right now. Yeah. I, I work security in downtown Seattle, so like a lot of the places that I've worked are either Amazon or Seattle's Children's related. 
all the Seattle children's sites that I've worked at, um, you have to be vaccinated to oh, step yeah. into the building or else that's like, you know, that's a liability. People are yeah. going to start suing the company. Yeah. If you aren't vaccinated, you're just walking into work. Yeah. So, I've, uh, yeah, very interesting being around a lot of unmasked people and knowing, yeah, yeah these people know what they're doing. They they know that they're unmasked, they're vaccinated, and they well, know the risks. Because a lot of the people you work with are a lot of medical professionals. Yeah, um, it's a cancer research study. Yeah, so they have to be. They have to be on the up and up. If they mm-hmm. aren't, then they're it's just kind of dangerous yeah. at that point. But uh, I think, uh, personally, it's weird for me, because I'm from L.A. Well, well, not from L.A., but I'm pretty much... I'm in California, SoCal, so it's pretty much L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It, the constant thing is just everyone's either like, you know, I'm so tired of the mask mandate, and they remove the mask mandate, and then everyone gets sick, and then they go, oh, we gotta go back! Mm-hmm. Uh, or they go, hey, we're, we're good now! Um, You can take off your mask! And then suddenly they're like, oh, by the way, there's a Delta variant, which has been like, I don't know if you've heard anything about the Delta variant, but I it's... I not. Are we uh, allowed to... Are we gonna get demonetized for talking about oh, this? Oh, it won't matter, no, because we're... <laughs> so, YouTube... Did that whole thing ages ago, and that was because they didn't want people getting... They didn't uh, want, like, scare factor. They like, didn't want misinformation <laughs> tactics to go out there and freak people out. Now mm-hmm. we're in the age where we actually, like, we fucking really quickly unwrap this virus. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, oh, sh- we, we, <laughs> we have no choice. We have to unwrap it. Yeah. Which was great. Oh, um, that's fair. And, uh, you know, now it's in a lot better situation, but the Delta variant in L.A., which we went, I think, from a 2% infection rate to a 15% infection rate in a weekend, which was scary for a lot of people. Um, and the reason why it's so scary is because the Delta variant is kind of unknown, but what they've noticed, as far as I've read, has been people basically saying, like, yeah, it doesn't want to kill you, it just gets you really fucking sick. Like, it's not as bad as full-blown COVID. Like, it won't shut you down, but mm. it's bad. Like, it's not good, but it's it's, it's not bad. Is it, um, like, affecting vaccinated people? Uh, I've heard that some people have been, like, who have been vaccinated have been getting it, but... They literally just get, like, a fever, and they just feel like, you know what, I, I'm gonna go take a chill pill for a while. Yeah. Like, because that's kind of what I've seen. My, uh, uh, my, my aunt got the vaccine, and then shortly after, like, maybe about two weeks later, got the, the, she got COVID. Okay. And she's like, yeah, no, I was, I was good. And she's an immunocompromised person. Yeah. So they were like, oh, shit, if she, she could actually die. But she was fine. She, she actually was totally okay. She had, like, a low, like, an actual low-grade fever, and it was... Out the door, no problem. Okay, but you know, uh, there's people that I know for a fact that uh, you know uh, have gotten the vaccine and have gone completely asymptomatic, right? When right. they have actually gotten COVID, my uh, my sister had COVID, had no idea, she had no clue, and thankfully she wasn't around us. She was working from home. She was basically in her room the whole time. Nobody, no, nobody was messing with her. So it was actually quite nice because we didn't have to worry about shit. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, that's part of what they were saying about COVID, too, was the whole, like, you could be carrying it and you wouldn't even know it. Like, some people just works like that. Everybody's immune, autoimmune systems, like, works differently and stuff. Is it not picking up as much? Uh, it, it's just very low, but okay. I got it close to us, so we should be okay. Sorry, this is, like, a very... This is a very rough first <laughs> run of things. Was, yeah. We're still figuring this out, and... I'm not with fu- my usual sound equipment. And, yeah, no, yeah. this is funny, because, like... I don't know, maybe next time it'll just be me alone on this couch. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, like, 
the thing is with me is that like I have my my Shure SM7B with my cloud lifter, mm-hmm. so I specifically know that sometimes I'll go, you know, I just talk like this, and then sometimes it'll be really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I have that cloud lifter is specifically so it brings up my gain, so you can hear it. Because otherwise, the Shure, I have to be within like spitting distance. Like I have to be within like two inches of this thing. Right. Um. How like far a, can you? Spin? The, the idea is like a is a is a fucking fist away from your microphone. Right. And that's the ideal. Like, hey, this is a good distance. Um. But when I <laughs> when I got the cloud lifter, it's like, oh, I could be like a solid foot or two away. Oh, okay. Which is great, and it still picks up fantastic. Um. Except for my voice act, I I have to get like right up in that shit, and I do the oh yeah, you got I do the, I do the mic row, yeah. the mic row effect, which is where you just put a, like two blankets over your head. Right. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I I did my police lines and I overheated, and I was just sweating. And my sister's like, "You good?" I'm like, no, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, just no. been screaming for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few voice acting things in the past, just like self projects, but really like getting. Super crisp quality is like embedding yourself like in the folds of your closet amongst all the t-shirts. It's and... it's tough. It's not... it, it's really tough. Voice acting is no walk in the park by it's, any means. Recording yeah. in general sucks. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not easy too because sometimes you'll just get to the point where you're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, that was a good take, and then you realize that like you recorded on the wrong mic or. For some reason, the audio got super corrupted, or your XLR cable was janked, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, no, it kind of sounded like words. Yeah. And then you're really just depressed. Or just sometimes, no matter how much you use effects or tools, or anything like that, you just can't get rid of, like, the tinny backdrop sound, or like, there's just a little bit, it, it sounds like you're inside a can for some reason. Yeah. I, I've spent over... Like two to three hundred dollars on acoustic foam just for this small studio. Yeah, and we've even got insulated doors now, but it still sounds fuck like a fucking pipe sometimes. It can, yeah. Uh, like but we're also on like the audio interface now, so hopefully this is better than my fucking Yeti. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I had to like deconstruct for. I want to say it took me like almost an hour. Yeah, it took me no, almost an hour. Were, to you were going out. at that for a while. Yeah. I was just letting you do your thing. I'm like, thank God, somebody knows what they're doing is fixing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I don't know what it was, but like I, I came over here. Like the last time I was up here, I ended up. I was told, "Hey, you're going to build one computer for for Michael." Oh, you built every. And I was computer. like, "Okay, cool." And then I built three computers. It's like all you did last time. Oh you my! Were up here. Oh yeah, no, I built yours. I built uh, Michael's, and I built Serena's. Mm-hmm. Um, which was fantastic. It was fine. I had a great time. And, like, I really love your guys' builds that I did, too. Because none of them, I think, are the same. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't know. They were just, like, really fun to make. I mean, we're using mine right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's working great. And it's been holding up great. Everyone's computers that I've made has always told me, they're like, yeah, it's fucking... It, it has not skipped a beat. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, a champion. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't use, like, half-ass parts. Because I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I'm very rigorous with the testing. Right. But, um... Like, I, just when I was up here, too, like, I fixed Garrett's uh, PS2. Which, well, yeah, you did that. Which I'm not, I don't fucking know how to fix a PS2. I kind of just was like, some of those old systems, there's so many, like, there's just so many, like, I guess so few parts. Sometimes yeah. you can kind of just eyeball it and start cleaning as you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, his was fairly easy. It was just like a, hey, it's not reading discs. And I'm like, oh, well, I know that's got, like, this tiny little, like, lens, maybe, like, that big like maybe like a like a like a laser pointer lens almost like mm-hmm. almost half that and 
it's like, yeah, that's the lens size, and that's how it reads. And I was like, oh, cool, cotton swab, clean. Yeah, right. that, I, I and, fixed a GameCube one time yeah. by doing that. It, sometimes uh, old systems just need a little spit and shine. Yeah, well, I mean, because most of us were kids, and we had, like, filthy fucking rooms. And, of course, there's going to be dust and dirt and, like, all mm-hmm. this nasty shit that we've just kind of let in there. For and sure. no one's dealt with. And if, and if your parents smoked, too, there's going to be some shit in there. There's going to be some nasty stuff. Uh-huh. And the worst part is that what most people don't realize is that uh, roaches, cockroaches love electronic frequencies. Is that what it is? Yeah, they love that. So their brain, I don't know if their brain picks up on it or if they can just sense it or what, but I was reading up on it and apparently they love electronic frequencies, which is why if you're learning a lot of electronics, they will go towards it. I've always wondered that. I've watched tons of like electronic like cleaning videos. You'll always find I a love cockroach. watch that stuff. Yeah, it's always just full of fucking cockroaches yep. and I've never understood why. Yeah, so if you have to have a dirty home, I think, in, in general, or like have a... Shit's gotta be pretty bad to get cockroaches. Uh, you'd be surprised. I've I've seen houses where they're fucking immaculate, and then just somebody leaves a plate out once, and then maybe the neighbor's house had cockroaches, or like you live in an area near a dumpster or something like that, and they could just they find their way in. They're gross little creatures, but uh, if it gets to that point, they if they find out that you're like playing that console twenty four seven, and they hear it or they sense it or whatever the hell they do, uh, they'll go to it. They'll straight up go to it, and uh, they will. They'll kill themselves in the motherboards almost mm-hmm. every time, um, which is absolutely disgusting because having to clean that is just so depressing because mm-hmm. uh, you're literally looking at this bug whose last moment was just mm, lightning and then just dead. <laughs> it, that's like yeah. that's his last moment in life was just, you know, trying to fucking hump Thor's leg and then dying instantly. Yeah. Um, I've luckily never come across cockroaches while cleaning out my old systems. Um, the worst thing I have cleaned out, though, is like... Maybe 15 years worth of finger grime after cleaning out my GameCube controller. Oh. Shit was... I, I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I'm oh, like, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, there's, there's no... It can't be anything but, like, finger grime and yeah. Cheeto dust and yeah. dirt <laughs> and just, like, palm sweat, like, you calcified. Know, a, a, lot of the, a, a lot of what you see, too, is not usually food. Uh, most of the time what you see is just sweat and dead skin. <laughs> that's that's I, it sounds fucking disgusting i know someone's probably no. like i'm tuning out of this podcast yeah, no no i think our like, roommates are gonna like skip skip yeah skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I people don't realize that i i love restoring old systems though i restored my old game boy color um which i got like when i was eight years old mm. and uh, i restored that thanks to a guy who had a conversion kit online that's cool yeah it was all aftermarket but it was fucking it, it was you'd have to really be aware of it to kind of say like that's not the original packaging um but, uh, speaking of consoles, uh, Steam. Oh, yeah. Fucking Steam just released just their, their... their Steam Deck. Uh, you which mean, like, uh, confused... Switch 2.0. Yeah, Switch, <laughs> the, 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 the Switch Pro we all wanted, not the Switch OLED. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, what a fucking cop-out. Nintendo I... <laughs> has set their bar so fucking low because yeah. they know that they will always have an audience and, like, they're always going to be... They are the family-friendly system, yeah. and they always will be. That's why they'll always be the house favorites. You know what's funny, though, is that you mentioned that. Uh, the So you know how they didn't have that like Ethernet connection uh, on the Switch? Yeah, you had to like buy a USB a dongle. Connect- yeah, you had to buy a dongle for it. And even Nintendo straight up said that. Yeah. Like for Smash and Splatoon, they're like, yeah, you, ha- you should. And they didn't have get- Nintendo dongles. You had to like buy an Amazon dongle. <laughs> yeah, it was some like <laughs> weird off brand. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo was like, just buy that one. We're not going to make one. And I was like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But 
my favorite part was uh, I, I had somebody who was, they're not a Nintendo head, which is what I just call everybody who outright defends Nintendo and goes like, oh, but they did this. Like, I get it. I love Nintendo. We all grew up on it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to fucking pretend that some of their choices are a little bit like just kind of not the greatest. Every company's flawed. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a perfect company, but um, or even a perfect person. But uh, when I saw that they did that, my buddy's like, "Oh, but they added uh, an Ethernet port to the back," and I was like, "Cool." I'm not sweaty. Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and Microsoft did that in fucking like 2003. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I just thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, well, they didn't have to do that. You could just have the original Switch and go buy the dongle. Mm-hmm. Like, for what was it? Like, 5 to 15 bucks? I don't remember what the, I spent on my... The dongle... Somewhere around, like, 15, 20. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine it'd be more than 20 bucks. Um, but, no, I mean, like, I was just like, what's, what's the point of that? I don't get it. But Switch, though, you know, they, they did what they did. I wasn't pretty... I wasn't, I wasn't pleased. I was kind of expecting, like, really intense new hardware and, yeah. you know, just more intensive stuff. But it wasn't really... There wasn't anything, that I guess, that was really much. I think they said that the new Breath of the Wild, they said they recommended you play on the new Switch, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> I'm not dropping like $400 to go play the new Breath of the Wild. I'm just going to go play it on my current Switch and just hope to God I don't fucking... Yeah, I'll just turn the specs up on my 4K TV. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, cool. And, and most TVs have upscaling. Mm-hmm. Like smart upscaling, so you can just plug it in, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna see 4K regardless. Who cares? Yeah. It's, just, it's just got like AI based 4K upscaling. I don't know if it's 4K, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, no, but, the the new Switch is is such a lowball cop out. Yeah. That it, it's kind of hilarious that Steam planned to announce their their whole like handheld computer gaming system. Yeah, like right after, like. Oh yeah, you guys are disappointed by Nintendo. By the way, you want to play fucking Dark Souls three with mods? <laughs> I didn't even on a think handheld? about that. My first thought was I was going to go play RimWorld or Kenshi. Right? Um, you want to sit around in a living room with your pals yeah. on fucking handheld devices playing Valheim or fucking uh, what else is popular these days? Uh, well, you got you got uh, got Valheim, Among Us. <laughs> Dude, oh no! Someone's going to! Oh, fuck you! Everybody's sitting around on $400 I... systems playing Among Us. Oh my god, I'm... That actually makes me mad. Because uh, I, I didn't I didn't even think about <laughs> Among Us being a, a, a factor for the, the new mobile Steam device. I mean, I play Among Us on my $1,000 phone, so like... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I get it, but like, I, I fucking... I hate Among Us. Uh, purely because... Uh, and I know someone's gonna be like, "Wow, he's just—he's not a good trader." It's oh, like, I'm no, canceling Spectre. He doesn't <laughs> like Among Us. It's <laughs> because everyone I played with always wanted to have the animations on for all the tasks. Uh, so if you like, oh yeah, I did that task. They're like, no, you didn't. It's like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess I'll just fucking alt F four now. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no point in playing. No, that was a hard part of uh, playing Among Us for me. Luckily, I had uh, my cool big D&D group to play with, so we always had like ten people raring to go. But yeah. like, if you don't have ten friends to play with playing an online just like open among us with randos fucking yeah. sucks <laughs> i mean i i personally just with me i'd rather be playing like trouble in terrorist town i'd rather um, be playing fucking solitaire <laughs> the trouble here Town, or just in general to, to randos and among us oh 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no 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 um 
but, but I mean, like, good on Among Us for turning their two-year-old game into, like, one of the most anticipated, like, mod community games of the past, like, year or two. Yeah, it was... Like, it, they've exploded. They didn't know what they were... They didn't know what was going on. Because some group, I think, on Twitch started streaming. I think... I Honestly, I think it was... I want to say it was Lily Pichu and her group. I'm not sure. Um... I could see that. I, I want to say it was them. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Pokimane and Lily Pichu being, like, some of the biggest... Some of the yeah, big they're, names. Yeah, they're pretty big. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like they were the ones that kind of got the ball rolling. I might be completely dead wrong, because I know that uh, Corpse, uh, fucking Dream... Oh, yeah. Uh, when they were, like, playing with, like, Jacksepticeye and yeah, those guys. Yeah, Jacksepticeye. That was a really big group, but RT. they were kind of late on the ball. They they were, yeah. Uh, I remember Cartoons and H2O Delirious. Yeah. Their group was they got playing a, it they for got an immediately. quite a while. Yeah, they were in instantly. <laughs> Which sucks, because that's all their channels... Like became all fa- yeah, it's yeah. all they became, yeah. and like even these days, whenever I see cartoons or no, no, delirious trying to put out like um, I think it was GTA Five videos. He'll get maybe a hundred thousand likes in the first couple of days. Yeah, uh, it, their channels just it, it consumed them. It which well, really sucks. My uh, my myself and a few other people like uh, I've talked to a few other YouTubers. Uh, there's also a few streamers I've talked to. Uh, Radiant Soul, uh, McCrackle, Poya PNG, like all mm-hmm. these people who are like, they're either partnered on on Twitch or they're fucking like affiliated on YouTube in some way, or they're they're you know they're up there, mm-hmm. and they've told me they're like, oh yeah, no, if you get keyhole, you're fucked. Yeah, and I'm if like, people what? associate you with yeah. a game, your channels, your whole identity is now that game exactly. or nothing. That's which, what happened with Vanos and like Gmod and GTA Five. Oh yeah. I mean, he super loves it. Yeah. But it's all he can put out now. Yeah. He can't put out anything new, in like, or at least in terms of the game, until GTA 6 comes out. And that's, like, how many years in the future? God, like, we I don't, don't know. even I feel know. like we've been teased about it for, like, half a decade. They they literally, I think, just told us that, like, oh, yeah, the map's going to be modular. Like, just recently. That's all they said. And they're, they're, everyone's like, care to elaborate? And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, fuck We're yourself. fucking Rockstar. We're going to unleash... Seven more DLC packs before we drop any GTA 6. We're going to put out a, a new game, and you're going to fucking like it, and if you don't, well, go download San Andreas again. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh my god. I was watching cartoons in Delirious last night, actually. Or maybe, it, it was Delirious. He was doing uh, Simpsons mods with Vanos, and yeah. somebody recreated all of Simpsons hit and run in gta 5 like with mods and stuff that's I'm amazing like, it was pretty impressive I've, i'm not gonna lie i've seen some stuff like that with the halo community recently because they've all been like trying to figure out how to do because you know mcc you can do modded stuff mm-hmm. some people have been making uh what they've been calling giant giant vehicular battles where you can get like they've modded in ships that you are not able to fly in any of the games like mm-hmm. You're talking like there's long sword sabers. Mm-hmm. There are elephants that like are the like much larger variants. You could drive a scarab. That's uh, pretty cool. I saw some that were like Halcyon class cruisers. You know, like the Pillar of Autumn. Right. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit! Like you, th- these modders made this, and mm-hmm. then it's like these huge box canyons like you'd see in Halo One. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like half these modders are doing insane work that is proven to be feasible yeah, uh, and can be ran on pretty medium-tier computers. I think the most impressive stuff that I've ever seen when it comes to modders um, 
is the Minecraft stuff. Like, I've seen... I think the two most impressive things I've seen was somebody using only blocks in the game made a a working calculator. Oh, yeah. And somebody else recreated a massive Game Boy that played Pokemon Red version. Yep. Like, to a T. Yeah. There was somebody that made one similar, uh, but it used, I think, like a map. And you could play Pokemon on the map as long as you went to, like, a very specific redstone thing. Mm-hmm. And it would just send a signal to the redstone computer, and it would save your game, too. Which I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, yeah. like there's some really random shit out there. Like, you didn't have to do that, but you did. Yeah. No, and it I'm, just goes I'm to impressed. show that there's a lot of fucking talent out there. Oh, yeah. And the worst part is, too, is that, like, some of them, a lot of them, will not be noticed by the gaming industry, if at all. Because like, they didn't go a... through the steps to get noticed and yeah. pay their way into fucking capitalism. Well, I, I feel like it's more so just, not capitalism, I guess it's more of like a, the idea of everyone has to go to college, you know? Which, I'm seeing a lot of game companies kind of pull away from that, though, mm-hmm. recently. They're just like, we don't care. We, like, if you can bring us a portfolio and maybe some mods you worked on, and if we like it, then fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think a lot of people are kind of going away from the college aspect, because they're like, eh, it doesn't really show how good you are at making a video game, so... If you can just bring in a portfolio, I guess it's, that that's good. Right. <laughs> like, they don't really care. But, um... To round back to the, uh... Yeah. Handheld Steam the device. Hand- yeah. What I'm really curious about is it. the... Yeah, I really want I it, want too. It. Yeah. Um, the specs. I'm really curious on, like... Because I know some people... Like, not all games, yeah. I'll say, are created equal no, when it comes to Steam. No. Like, a lot of games have really good frame rate but that requires you to have the right processor. Like, I don't expect all these handheld devices to have, like, 3090s in them. No, no. I by, don't, like, any means. They didn't really... I don't think they ever went into detail about, like, the The, the only specs. thing that I've seen, yeah. specs-wise, is that people are pre-ordering consoles with 512 gigabytes on them. Yes. Which... Half a terabyte. Half a terabyte. Like, you can do a lot with that, but yeah. if you want to start doing, like, mods and stuff, yeah. I mean... I'm not one to talk. I've got like 200 terabyte games. Uh, I mean, uh, gigabyte. <laughs> not terabyte. Wow. <laughs> 200 gigabyte games. How, um, bro, how many Skyrim sex mods is that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, don't don't oh my. tell my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know, I, Cyberpunk was like 80 gigs, wasn't it? it roughly, give or take, I think. And yeah. Destiny 2 with all of its extra like DLC packs is like 120 gigs. Yeah. Uh, I think Call of Duty right now Call is like of Duty, 200 yeah. plus. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's There's, what I'm wondering is like yeah. are these things gonna be expandable? Are you I think gonna come with like Steam warrantied like terabyte sized memory cards that you slot in? That's or? that's gonna be my question is like can you get like what is the aftermarket capabilities? Like if if I wanted to, could I take the back out and be like, hey, you have an SSD in here? Or an M.2 even. If it's like an M.2, that'd be fucking fantastic because it's full, like that's instant memory. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <clears throat> but if they're like, hey, look, we have an M.2 in here for 512, I'd be like, all right, cool. What if I like found an M.2 that's two terabytes? Can yeah. I install that myself and not void my warranty? They- or or will I instantly get like the, sl- the, the Nintendo slapdown where it's like you touched a sticker and we knew instantly that you violated the warranty get fucked yeah no that's my <clears throat> concern too it's like is this is this a gaming console 
that they are slotting in with the competition, or is this just a new form of gaming computer that is handheld with a controller built into the screen and on the go that you can still mod the fuck out of with like the memory card, the yeah. GPU, all that stuff. We haven't seen a whole lot. We've seen, I think, a we minor got like a tech demo. And a half video. Yeah, uh, it was a minor tech demo, minor specs. Gabe, all he said was the price point hurts. That's all he said. Four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. Well, he said he so he said it hurts purely because he's like. We're like I, I guess like the idea was they're not making a lot of money on it because yeah. and that makes sense you know it, it would hurt you're not making a whole lot of money on it you know it's Steam doesn't have a stellar history with their hardware no but they're not really the ones that they don't really make hardware they make they have a, a gaming service yeah they've always been really well known for or originally they were really well known for you know their their engines and just like how they like some of their games right but now we're at that stage where they're they can't count to three you know they're not mm-hmm. gonna give us we got half-life alex which was already like a huge surprise and they led on to a new halo halo half-life game <laughs> uh and everyone's like wow another 10 years and that might be out uh um, right and then you got uh you got team fortress 2 which i mean to be honest it's, it's like 90 percent bots a mixture of like playful and harmful. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I get you. But like, I, I don't know. I think Valve is kind of uh, much like the Titanfall devs have brushed a lot of their own games under the rug mm-hmm. to focus on whatever is the most superiorly financial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not profitable. everybody can like afford a gaming PC to mod no, the shit out of. No, I, I, I mean honestly, I would be surprised. If a lot of parents buy this for their kids, because right now it, it to get pre-ordered just to sign up for the pre-order, it was a five dollar deposit. Yeah, so and not bad at all. And, which is great. Yeah, that's just but it sold out in seconds. Like their quota, like fucking sold out in seconds. Mm-hmm. But uh, a buddy of mine who's had his account since two thousand seven, uh, when he tried to buy it, I don't know if it was a glitch or an error or something like that, but he tried to he tried to buy it. And he got a response back that said, your account is too young. Uh, to, oh, that so, usually it's like a thing where it's like, it, Steam has made it so that way they can prevent you from buying a bunch of shit. Or just like, it's basically a way to stop making new accounts to take advantage of a marketplace system. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like, oh, your account's too young to use the marketplace. You know, because that's real money trading at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I get that. But for him, randomly, yeah, he's like had 13 years on that account. Uh, weird. And he's like, yeah, no, it, it said I was too young. My account was too young. Uh, which is weird. I, I'm assuming it said that just as an argument error that it sold out, like, right as he was trying to do it. That's Could my be. assumption. Yeah. And the site just didn't know what exception handle or whatever to give. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, too young, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> just put it out there. Fucking, I don't care. Sorry, chump. We <laughs> didn't uh, expect this to sell out in seconds. So, I, uh... I think they fucking knew. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they knew when they're like, yo... New Switch, but better? Uh, it surely won't sell out. Se- yeah, oh, you well, don't, okay. You don't fucking see Epic Game Store coming out with a handheld no, gaming system. not at all. But I can tell you this. With them having made the Steam console, uh, 100%. I know we talked about modularity. They're mm. going to make a Steam uh, Steam Deck 2. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They will, they will definitely make a Steam Deck 2 where it's like, 
it's got a terabyte and more memory, and now it sucks you off. Like, I don't know. Like, just like, they'll, they'll say anything, you know? Like, yeah, Bluetooth they're definitely going to come up native. with, like, uh, upgraded systems. Yeah. I almost wouldn't be surprised if they're like, here's the $400 system, but if you spent $500, you get the pro version or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My curiosity, though, is, like, does it run automatically in Steam Big Picture mode on the device? Or is it actually like a computerized system where you could, like, if you wanted to, you could download Discord on it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how video game-based it's going to be and yeah. how, like, computer system it's going to be. Yeah. Because a lot of Steam's, like, a lot of the nice stuff about Steam is its interconnectivity yeah. to other programs and stuff. And, like, Discord is huge when paired yeah. with Steam. Oh, yeah. If they don't allow you to use Discord, you're going to have to beg your friends to go into a Steam call which, oh god! Which I don't know anybody that uses Steam uh, Chat. <laughs> he, nobody. I don't think anybody does really. You know, it was in, it was. I guess it was in the time between TeamSpeak and Discord, and even then, people were kind of like, "I just I rather TeamSpeak." <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to be on a TeamSpeak server with uh, with some buddies for Arc, way back in the day. That it was Arc and Rust, but I'm talking old school Rust, like mm-hmm. back when it was everything was made of chicken. And you had Hacker Valley, like the whole, like I'm talking, like its first ever build. Yeah, yeah. Um, like where you had to open up the console command to turn off the grass just so the game would run. <laughs> like that's how fucking old it was for me. But, uh, which yeah, if, if people didn't know that, you actually had to turn off grass and rust to make it run. That's funny. Um, weirdly enough, at least above like five frames a second. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I'm kind of excited for Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of weird though because uh, Elgato just released a stream deck today as well so talk about the steam stream decks like extravaganza stream deck i thought they already had like a stream deck well they had the stream deck mini the stream deck regular the stream deck xl and now there's the stream deck 2 which i guess it's just like more buttons bigger screen no no the xl is the bigger button the more buttons one the the dub the 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 stream deck 2 has interchangeable face plates oh wow which you could do anyways with the regular stream deck, as like long as you can go on Etsy. <laughs> like, but you're thinking that like Elgato's planning to like ride the coattails. Uh, definitely not. I think it might have just been like a really weird happenstance, like very weird happenstance. Kind of an oversight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of did it on purpose. Like, haha, that'd be funny. But like, it's kinda seems like, kind of they... like a weird day to be like, hey cosmetic upgrade mm-hmm. it's like dude everyone's talking about the stream the steam deck uh, i don't think anyone's gonna care about the stream deck right now bro right that's like when they released overwatch and fucking uh paladins was it paladin it was like battle something it, it was the other one that had like uh it had the commercial that was like fits i have no fucking clue it what is it it was like battle something i don't remember my buddy was crazy about it he's just like yeah overwatch is overrated and i'm like dude i don't know fucking anybody that plays this game it had like battleborn battleborn Battleborn. that's it yeah battleborn it was released at the same time as overwatch it went on sale within like weeks yeah paladins because it was so overshadowed by overwatch in every aspect paladins was i think along the same thing but a lot of people got mad because they're like oh paladins copied overwatch and everyone who knows how game development works goes 
Yeah, because they could crank out a game before Overwatch. Right. Copying Overwatch. We got two days. Which, we got to make our own Overwatch. They're releasing this new game with a lesbian. <laughs> like, a, a what? Yeah, she's fast and she's a lesbian. <laughs> like, oh, God, we need more of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? I, I Like, so... She's just a lesbian? I mean, I, I don't know. She got the two pew-pews, and that's about it. That's all she I know. two guns. We got to make her own lesbian. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Paladins, it was all right, though. It was interesting. I think I think a few people did videos on it, but it was all right. It was mm-hmm. all right at best, but uh, I was really into Overwatch for a while, but, you know, now, I don't know. I kind of fell out of it. Uh, I fell in love with it very fast, because it was very much one of those games where uh, I think too many devs had an exchange of hands, and... Nobody knew how to handle the characters that the other devs built, and no one yeah. knew, knows how to handle the new characters that the new devs built. You kind of just keep getting this weird trade of hats, I guess, and no one really knows what to do because it's you just don't fucking know. The game's too, I think, polluted with uh, a lot of like characters that don't really... They cannot be balanced, it seems like. Mm-hmm. My problem with Overwatch, and Overwatch 2 for that matter... Um, at least from what I've seen from it, I think it's just going to be a repeat, is that I loved the cinematic movies that they came out with. I thought oh, yeah. the, the writing and the action was all really cool. I liked the anime style that they did when they released Doomfist. Um, like, it looked like it had so much potential, and then you log in and you play with, like, I don't know, fucking ten people, and it's the same goddamn game every single time. People pushing the payload abandoning the payload just attacking the shit out of each other and it just turns into a copy paste shoot 'em up it, it, it just looked like there was so much potential for character and story and they all have such unique designs and then they did nothing with them besides their besides a couple of short films yeah I've, which is what drew me into overwatch in the first place what well, the gameplay just does nothing for me. they said that overwatch 2 was going to be much more like you were kind of saying you enjoyed like a lot of story be, I really enjoy campaigns. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they, they, they saw how a lot of people really liked the invasions, like how the, the Omnics, uh, like the rogue robots, like how they invaded and everyone's like, oh, I love that event, and how you had, like, the uh, Junkenstein's Revenge or whatever, and that. People love those events. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally know people who would not play the game for months, and they're like, hey, by the way, this event's happening. It's like, what? And everyone would log on, get the skins, be like, oh, I can't, I love this. Mm-hmm. And then the event ends at the end of the month, and they go, eh, eh, fucking whatever. Right. You know, and they kind of just cast it to the wayside, which, I, I don't know, I feel like I feel like uh, Overwatch kind of got doomed when they started doing that. It was great, it was a good, it's a fun thing to do, but mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of, by accident, doomed themselves just by pure chance. Um, the game's, the, the character development, as well as the character balancing, didn't help that in any way shape or form Mm -mm. but um yeah no it just was not a was not a great uh game towards the end of its life beginning i think everyone was pretty enraptured by it got a huge esports scene everything like that but i think that was part of the problem as well is that it started off as a pretty wholesome okay game like not many people were horrible at the beginning it was very rare and even then people would just be like what the shut the fuck up and then it became all about the meta yeah and 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 i partly blame that because uh i have noticed that from game to game whatever game is quote unquote esports ready you always have this one group that will go from game to game to game to game thinking they're gonna be the next 
whoever, like Ninja or the next, you know, uh, fucking just like any esports champion, you name it. Like the people that like they'll take those like party games and then they'll start picking apart like frame rates and hitboxes and stuff. Yeah. And, like I need to master my fighting technique in this game. And, and study all these, like, behind-the-scenes, like... See, see I'll, I don't mind when people try and get sweaty. Like, I, I don't mind it. I it's really impressive sometimes hate, when people get I sweaty. I hate sweaty. I really do. I think if you get sweaty in, like, especially, like, a low-tier game where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just it's a fun little ha- family game. It's like, mm. all right, cool, yeah, it's great. I'm glad you are trying to, like, figure this game out in its core, but I also don't want to ever play with you. Yeah, because no, you've that. you've reached a point where it's like, oh, you know my exact hitbox by looking at me, and I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> waste my life, you know, trying to to out intelligence like check you mm-hmm. in a game that I really couldn't give two flying shits about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if somebody went to go get a PhD for playing rock paper scissors. Yeah, and it's like, okay, cool. I don't ever want to play rock, paper, scissors with you. Yeah. Because you're just going to blow me out of the water. And I, I don't know what you're going to do with this life skill once rock, paper, scissors isn't popular anymore, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's part of the problem that I had was just like, I, I noticed that a lot of people, and I don't, I don't mean to target this community in particular. I used to play the game a lot mm-hmm. uh, with League of Legends. Yeah. I used to love League of Legends. Uh, I, I mean, I started off as a Thresh main and then I went ADC a lot, so that was fun. But. I noticed that part of the problem that people had, which when they were like, oh yeah, Overwatch is great, and it's esports ready, a lot of people went from League of Legends to Overwatch. I can definitely and, see that. And I saw a lot of toxic bleed-in. And the toxic people that I've seen are always the people who go, I like they, they in their core assets, like want to be like a gamer god, or they want to be like an esports champion. And I always feel bad because I just sit there. And I've literally talked to people. I'm like, you're you're not a champion. You're not a fucking esports god. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not some. Ge- if you were, you wouldn't be here. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, they always get like really mad when you call them out. They're like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's just because I'm stuck here with you. And it's like, oh, you're not stuck here with us. It's it's we probably all just, into it, a lobby together. Dude. Yeah, just was, taking this three thousand percent more seriously than any of anybody else here. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost always the people who too who are like bottom or second to bottom of the board mm-hmm. like you know it's embarrassing when like a fucking mercy main me <laughs> uh can fucking out snipe you as widow and you're just super salty about it and it's like all right well look i don't know what you want bro yeah but there's always been the uh i guess you could call them the esports clout chasers yeah That's yeah like clout the, chasers yeah the esports clout chasers I definitely get that. yeah they're always going from one game to the next because now it's not overwatch they all left now they're all in call of duty Mod- uh warzone yeah with the uh fucking uh, Verdansk? Or am I thinking of another game? I'm not sure. I know. Is it that one game it's that you have, like... You got a gulag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you got, like, the whole squad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played it. It's fun. Games it's good. look fun. It's good. Like, legitimately, this is the first time I've been kind of hyped for a Call of Duty game ever yeah. since I bought Black Ops. It's a, it's a good battle royale, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's got a very fun core mechanic, but... I like <clears> the respawn ability. It is good. It's actually been great, but uh, it kind of sucks, though, because when I first started playing, like, I, I play off and on. Like, I don't, I I really play because my friends ask me to. I don't really play mm-hmm. it for myself. If I could play a game, I'd literally rather be playing, like, 
Factorio or Kenshi. Like, anything yeah. involving management, I'm just like, all right, cool, number machine, go up, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really... The game's not, like... Those kind of things aren't really appealing to me. I want to talk about, like, a Battle Royale, I guess I'd rather go deal with um, Totally Accurate. Totally Accurate looks super fun. It's very funny. <laughs> I had a great time. The sad thing is I had footage. I was gonna, I recorded with my friends. Oh. And my computer uh, OS cr- <clears throat> crapped out on me. I lost everything. That sucks. I was able to, like, tear apart, like, my memes folder. Mm-hmm. And maybe some, like, sound files? And that's really about it. I, I was able to save, like, nothing else. I'm like, ah. Oh. Because everything else bad. was tied to the OS disc. And I'm like, why did I fucking do that, man? I could have just, like, reinstalled the OS and my entire system would have been fine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but oh well I goofed my bad but uh, yeah that, it's, a, it's a very fun battle royale if you want a good battle royale experience it's very fun it's got a respawn system mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but oh my god I'm just like so fucking phlegmed out right now um, we've been talking a good 50 minutes now <laughs> yeah well I mean I, I just I think it's probably because the mead and my oh <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and being in the house with all the cat the, the allergens from the pet and mm-hmm. <clears throat> not the not the best time for me but, um, no, I mean, uh, Call of Duty had a great Battle Royale. Uh, it's just a problem right now, like I was saying, because everybody and their mother is like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm using this meta gun that, uh, right now, uh, they put in the game, and it's super broken. Like, there's That's the, how it was the nail getting... gun. Yeah. Everyone's using the nail gun, has, like, no recoil, fucking just shreds. There's a, a new SMG they put in the game as well, that if you put, like, the high-power ammo in that mm-hmm. causes more recoil uh it breaks and inverts it so it does way more damage but it has less recoil and everyone's like okay i'm just gonna use that now yeah <clears throat> no that's how kind of the meta was getting with destiny and destiny 2 which i played the shit out of those games God, until yeah. like everybody was playing a titan with the fucking might of the multi-tool and it just like had no recoil it shot faster than any other gun had really quick reload and you could headshot and kills uh, other players in the arena in, like, two to three hits. It was ridiculous. And if you have people that would just grind that for days to weeks to the point that... And you were also, like, fighting with people that were just using mouse and keyboard. And when you're using a controller, you have no chance against that. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you have absolutely no chance against that. And it gets to the point... I think this is why I stopped playing so many online games is when randos and teammates start telling you how to play, like how you need to play in order to like help stay the team relevant win and yeah. like do multiplayer and stuff. Yeah. That's when it stops being fun. It's like, I don't join, I stopped joining league of legends matches. Like I would always go in as Kha'Zix and then I would just rough and tumble shit up and everybody's like, you need to go jungle, man. I don't even know what fucking jungle is or does. <laughs> you need to go top lane. I feel like going bottom lane. Well, I'm going bottom lane. The f- then why do people play this game if everybody else just tells you how to play and enjoy it? It's, yeah, I mean, so Steam is kind of... Steam? Wow. I am <laughs> fucking... Okay. Uh, League of Legends was one of those, like, you have to... There's It's like a choreographed dance. You have to follow exactly what your character's built to do. <clears throat> Otherwise, you're just not going to fucking achieve anything. Which mm-hmm. people get mad about because you know nowadays they don't, like a lot of people will just be like I'll teach you like I'm I'm chill with just like hanging out and talking to you and telling you what to do, uh, and they'll like give you nudges in the right direction which is great way better than what they used to be because now like now they're like hey man don't worry it's just a game you know like I actually played League of Legends like maybe a couple months ago and everyone was super nice I'm like hey guys I haven't played in like 
couple years and like, oh, don't worry, dude, it'll be fun. The other team, you know, we're talking to all chat and the other team's like, hey, yeah, don't worry. Like some of us are, we haven't played this game in years either. Let's so I'll just, it's whatever. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck happened to League of Legends? <laughs> it was like super weird. But uh, a lot of games, they'll do that though. I, I, I don't like it when a game community specifically, kind of like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when a community tells you like, hey, you have to play this exact way to stay relevant. Otherwise you will not be able to play the game. I, I hate that. That's kind of why I liked WoW for a while. Mm-hmm. Is because it was like, oh, you're you're a tank? Okay, well, you're going to want to, like, focus on the strength and defense. Like, strength and armor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I can, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. And you will get that just by doing dungeons. Yeah, and it's you can, like a simple path that you <clears throat> have control over. Yeah, and you can build your character how you want. Um, it's kind of rare when there's, like, a, that skill's bad, you shouldn't take that, you're an idiot. Um, but even then, most people I've known have been like, yeah, everyone says not to rock this skill, but I do, because I spent like, fucking $80 on this game and the fucking expansion, so I'm mm-hmm. going to play how I want, and it's like, yeah. yeah, you know what, that's fine, it's valid. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't like it when game com- like game com- communities alone tell you, hey, you have to play this game this exact way. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I've definitely, in the recent years, have become much more of a casual gamer. I definitely prefer, like, yeah. RPGs, and, like, I played the shit out of Cyberpunk 2077, and I did <clears throat> at least one to two replays of it but like i find myself going back to games like skyrim and fallout and legend of zelda i just like adventure games where i can take my own pace and nobody's like jamming it down my throat how i need to play because let me tell you i spent probably since the halo 3 launch date to a good like <laughs> six to seven years after that clear into halo reach and halo 4 yeah just non-stop multiplayer oh yeah yeah now it's like top i i got into like the top 700 in the world at one point yeah but and i used to do tournaments like at my local stores and stuff like that like, yeah, yeah i used to do tournaments too yeah. it was it was great but god compared to like the communities that are these days like they just eat you alive if you misclick oh dude yeah there's so many i have bumped it <laughs> i've bumped into way too many people who were like you know, oh my god, like, you, I can't believe you, you did that. It's like, bro, you do not have, like, the lowered ball authority <laughs> to talk to me in such a way. You know who that does? My you know who I does put- have the right to yell at me? My fucking girlfriend. Shut <laughs> up. Like, I don't fucking know who you are. You don't, you, I, I know you're probably 12. You don't have a job. You have no idea what it's like to live life. Shut up. Uh-huh. I don't care. Go away. Like, I, when I was 12, oh my god, if I even opened my microphone in an online lobby, I would get told so many things that are, like, actually illegal now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, was a, it was a wild wasteland Like, I'm gonna then. censor this all right here, but, like, I would get called, like, a, like a little fucking squeaker. I'd get called a f- I'd get called, like, the N-word at least, like, a dozen times. You know, people would fucking say some horrid, horrid shit, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. I just never spoke again. Like I just it just wasn't a thing. But sometimes I I, I started peeking up around like fourteen years old. I started talking to people. And I was like, hey, yeah, you know, whatever. Like I was very like mild mannered, and I try and be like you know crack jokes and have fun. And that's the easiest way to get in with like just older people is just 
Just don't act like you're trying to impress anybody. Yeah, just no, just I chill think... and hang out and be like, "Oh, it was awesome!" And they're gonna be like, "Yeah," and they'll like they'll 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 befriend you instantly. Mm-hmm. I made friends with some guy who was like a tax consultant. <laughs> I was like 16 years old on a game called Alien Swarm. That's cool. Like, I I he he's long since gone. He he uh he deleted his twit his his Steam account oh, like probably about four years back, and I was like, mm. man, like he dang yeah it was a it was a bummer. Yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people will realize until they get to about our age that wholesomeness and camaraderie on online mm. games is way more enjoyable than edginess and trying yeah. to be cool or elite or whatever people fucking say these days in now it's just being, lobbies. now it's just kind of like i don't know it's it's almost become like uh i think internet hostility in general which i, I mean I, I don't care like if i if someone wants to start shit with me i'll just tell them to go fuck themselves up like with some shoelaces i don't give a shit like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a 28 year old guy who really can't be bothered to care about what anybody on the internet has to say behind the screen. Right. But I feel like yeah, internet hostility has been really rampant uh, now that people are you know, majoritively can be on like Twitter or you know no one uses fucking Facebook anymore, but you know like just on social medias in general. Instagrams, TikToks, Twitters, where it's so easy to be like, yeah, I made 30 Gmail accounts and I'm harassing this one girl because, you know, booby or what, you know, whatever the fuck they, they, they think. Yeah. But no, I get, yeah. I get that. Like, yeah. it's so easy to harass other people, but in the same, in that same line of thinking, like, Why care? I think it's, well, I think <clears throat> like people like us. It's not so much of a thing that we care, but it's the younger, impressionable generations that, like, saw their older cousins and stuff playing these video games, and now they get to their age where, like, they, they, can, create, okay. they can create a Twitter account, they can create a, a Twitch account, yeah. their whole identity can be based around this online persona, and some scumbags out there just think, I could ruin people's fucking like mindsets yeah just by harassing them and belittling their personas and people kids these days put so much stock into these validation of strangers yeah validation of strangers is such a powerful tool that just brainwashes so many kids and they they get that high of attention well i mean especially right now like i mean I think much more now, kids, kids at least, are not really being toxic, as far as I've seen. You know, they're they're kids. They're they're doing stuff that we find cringy. That it's all we, learning. We curve. used to do stuff that yeah. was fucking horribly cringy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, we used to fucking text like winky faces and dumbass shit through like emoticon based garbage. Yeah. And we used families to do were the like, fucking soldier boy. Yeah. yeah and like, <laughs> yeah, our families were like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's yeah. like, you don't understand. And now we're just like, God, that's fucking disgusting. Um, but yeah, kids, I mean like every, every generation is going to do some fucking thing that you think is awful. But, mm-hmm. um, kids right now, I've seen a lot of them, especially I've been approached a lot. Uh, kids have been like, Hey, um, I want to be a streamer. And it's like, you know, they're seeking out that new form of, like, validation from strangers. Mm-hmm. Is the, the, the random person online being like, hey, dude, you're you're cool. And they're like, yeah, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, mom fucker 69 said so. It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, kids are so impressionable and they want to impress. Yeah. That's why they're so cringy, is that they want to impress people yeah. that they're no longer acting like people. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I think that's I think that is uh, a lot of the times too with content creators. That's been a huge uh, issue, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'll do stupid shit. I mean, I'm fucking not afraid to admit it. Like, yeah, I do stupid shit all the time. I'll, do I'll just talk like this sometimes. Like, I'll, like, <laughs> it's like either that or I'll fucking like scream randomly. Or I'll just be in the middle of the stream and just be like, you are fucking my ass right now. Like, I'll just say right, yeah. horrid shit that makes no sense. Because I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I, I like loud noises that are... Because I'm fucking like... No, it's I, when th- I might actually be autistic. And like, you know, like that that could make sense, I guess. But... but it's when you get to that point where you stop caring about the validation and what other people think of you. And you start enjoying yourself yeah. and letting yourself just have fun with shit. Yeah. That the audience members... That do matter. That do care. That will come to you regardless. Oh, That's yeah. where you're going to build your audience and your cornerstone. And yeah. too many people are trying to set up like 50 cornerstones so that way they can get all the audience members. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dude, you don't need 50,000 strangers. All you need is like maybe a hundred really cool followers that you chat with and yeah. you you will just be happier. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I would... Me as a streamer wise, I would 100% be happy if I got like. Oh, I would cry oh, yeah. if I got if, like 50,000 streamers. Oh, yeah. I don't care 50, where you come 50, from. If 50,000 people were like, hey, yeah, we like your shit, I'd be like, woo! I, I, I can understand that hype. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, but oh, it, yeah, dude! But it <laughs> like, doesn't drive me and it doesn't control me. And no, that's no. what happens with the younger, more impressionable audiences that want to be content creators. They don't. Yeah. I don't think they grasp truly what it means to be an influencer and that work that goes into being a content creator. And I'm not saying this is like, oh, I'm so full of myself. You don't know what it's like to be a content creator. It's like, I think... Like I, I know we for saying, a fact a lot of kids don't fucking realize. I know for a like fact. Like how we were saying earlier, yeah. so many people re- romanticize like farming and shit where yeah. I grew up and I, an actual farmer, yeah. know what, how, the hard work that goes into it and it's fucking, not always it, glorious. Yeah. Like, it can I think blow so, ass. Yeah. yeah, so many kids don't get that being a streamer isn't like hopping on your computer, turning it on and people giving you money for playing video games. No, it's fucking crying for five hours because your microphone doesn't work. (laughs) Setting up your TV in a fucking garage for six months while you build a shelter out of doors and foam just to have good sound quality. And then it overheats. So you got to buy a fucking air conditioner off the Facebook market. So that way it it fucking cools down in here. And then you're just sweating your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard work. I, I have had a lot of kids, uh, some of which, like, my, my, my girlfriend's cousin has approached me, or, no, niece, sorry, nephew, mm-hmm. nephew, sorry, what am I doing? Uh, That's a lot of different kids. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, but, uh, no, like, her nephew was like, hey, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like, how do you stream? And I was like, well, like, first of all, you need a computer, uh, which... Uh, you can have a shitty one, but you're not going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I've had to explain to so many kids that, like, you know, unfortunately, one of Emma's neighbors, uh, their kid uh, happened to find out that I was a streamer, and he saw me stream one day, and he's like, oh, wow, how does he get, like, the camera there, and how does he do the glitchy VHS effect when he tra- changes, like, to different screens and whatnot, and how does he play, like, computer games, and, like, how does he do all that? And she goes, well, he has a computer, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> everything else he can ask, you can ask him. And I got on the call with him, and he was a tremendously sweet kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell this kid gets bullied. 
<laughs> like you could tell he was just that kind of sweetheart because I was He's the same a dreamer. way. Yeah, yeah, I was the same way as a kid. You know, fucking sweet, didn't want to do any harm, just wanted friends. You know, mm-hmm. same thing. And validation, uh, yeah, validation. <laughs> yeah, you wanted the validation. And uh, I, I just remember talking to him for like probably about like 10, 20 minutes. And he's like, "How do you do the the webcam? Like your camera?" And I was like, "Well, I have to have a webcam." And he's like, "Is that expensive?" I'm like, "Well, my webcam alone is like a hundred and fifty dollars." He's like, "Oh," I was like, "But you can go in for cheap, for like forty. He goes. Oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. you might want to start mowing lawns, little dude. Like, believe me, I told him I'd build his first computer, like, no, no price. Like, I wouldn't charge him for anything. I'd just be like, dude, I'll, I'll build you, like, the most basic PC you can, and I'll make it modular. Like, I'll do it for you. Because I... At the very base, like, functional, so he yeah, can get a taste I, of it. Yeah, I have a bleeding heart. I don't like telling people, fuck you, because you don't have money. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate that, because I've been told that. Like, oh, you don't have money? Uh, go away. I grew up a lot around a lot of rich kids, so mm-hmm. when all my friends were like, "We're gonna go to Europe for the summer," I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, bye." Right. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you can't go." I'm like, "No, what the fuck, you th-? dude? I live in a crack shack." You know, I hate to sound like I hate to sound like a certain other YouTuber right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I was incredibly poor growing up, so it's like you know I couldn't do that shit. But like, you know, him saying like, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna stream," I was like, "Dude, look, I mean, I'd say wait," because he was like ten. I think, mm. like, to, to stream on Twitch with, like, you have to be, like, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, you know, he's a sweet kid. He's really great. But, uh, yeah, he just didn't understand the the amount of technological know-how you have to have. Like, oh, you yeah. have to understand, like, how sound dampening works. If you want to have a green screen, you have to understand how lighting works. Like, I have LED key panels. Mm-hmm. I had to teach myself how proper lighting, green screen, effects, sound... Uh, audio interfaces. Like, I had no fucking clue how to set up a Behringer. Like, right. a Behringer mixer with a yeah, fucking... Yeah, that blew me away at first, too. <laughs> sure SM7B with an XLR cable. I was like, I don't fucking know... Phantom power supply? What do you... What do you... I have no idea. Yeah. No, I remember the first time that I actually, like, sat down to do a Let's Play, like, years ago. Yeah. Like, half a decade ago. Because I've... I've been saying for the longest fucking time, probably since I was like 20, like, I want to be a Let's Player. I got all these <laughs> streams and like, I want to, like, at first I wanted to do YouTube videos because I like, I idolize like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, yeah. Game Grubs, all well, those when, like big when names. When we were like, 20, that's when YouTube was kind of like, it was exploding. It was People were like, yo, internet personalities are like a thing. When I was 19 or 20, it was like PewDiePie was just uploading his fucking uh, Amnesia Descent videos. Yeah. Like, and, uh, um, Marked too, I think. Yeah, those were my my first big introductions. Was um, I knew Aaron Hansen uh, from Eagle Raptor. From oh yeah, his awesome from series. Newgrounds days. Yeah, yeah, I knew him from way back then when he used to animate. <laughs> oh, um, but nah, like I followed him and Markiplier was a new one. My ex back then showed me, and then um, Ninja Sex Party NSP. Yeah, yeah, they were. Those guys were all, like, huge influences to me. And then I saw that they were doing, like, webcams and just playing video games and making lives off of this shit. And I'm like, I want to do that. Oh, oh man, I, I want to I wanna set up a webcam and I want to play video games. And I just had this dream, this fucking pipe dream. And I just kept chasing it and never doing anything with it. Like, I'll admit, I didn't know, I didn't have the te- fucking technical know-how or I, yeah. or the maturity or, like, the confidence to sit there in front of a microphone and bleed my heart out, hoping that somebody notices me. Because I was yeah. all in it for, 
the validation. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of us back then, too, like, I, I wanted to, but for me, I didn't really... And this is embarrassing. I didn't really know how to properly really research anything. Because I was still trying to figure out how oh, to deal either. with my my neurological issues. Because mm-hmm. I we still don't really know if I'm, like, ADHD or autistic, really. Like, my doctor's kind of concerned about that. He's like, I don't fucking know. But it, back then, I was like, I didn't know how to focus on anything. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, oh, I want to be... I want to be just like him. I want to be Mr. YouTube man. And I was like, yeah, I'll go fucking try and figure it out. But, uh, you know, I would, I would literally just not know how to apply myself to figure it out because there wasn't a whole lot of software back then. Like, I mean, fuck, there was like a basic screen record software, which I, everyone remembers had the FPS counter permanently at the top left corner of the screen. Yeah. Or and, hypercam. Or hypercam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, there and wasn't like, a whole lot back then to yeah. work with. And some people didn't even really even know that. They would just take a, a basic camcorder and point it at their screen as best they could. I think I tried XSplit at first. XSplit? I, I got I got offered XSplit for a while and I just didn't want to do it. But I started on OBS. OBS uh, was I first my first got too. into it. And it's kind of weird because I, I, I went backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went from OBS to Streamlabs OBS and was like, that's easy. This is great. That's easy. This is so much better. And then I was like, wow, uh, this is like really CPU taxing. Uh, and I don't really like it. And I, I, I use it for a good chunk of my, my, my time, but I went back to, uh, to, to OBS studio and I haven't looked back since. It's got custom URL imports, everything like that. Like, yeah, it, I use Streamlabs. Yeah. It's a fucking dream. Streamlabs is great, but I use OBS studio now just purely because I'm like, eh. I'll be more optimal, but, mm. you know, Streamlabs is still fucking fantastic. Yeah. People no. fucking, you know, uh, people love it. It's probably, I'd say, if you're just getting into streaming, it's like the easiest thing to get into. Easiest, yeah. easiest program to start up with, because they have tutorials and their documentation's fantastic. Yeah, and I'll so. admit, like, if shit doesn't have uh, an easy to understand interface, I will get lost and I'll give up. Everyone does. And then yeah. you have to find some YouTube video by some Ukrainian guy from four years ago and it's right. Like half of it's in like Cyrillic and the other half is in Spanish. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. why? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's the biggest problem that I've had with like so many programs. That's why I never was able to get into like Fruity Loop studio or Ableton or anything like that. When I tried doing like music production, I would always find myself going back to like fucking garage band or what I use now band lab. It's like a basic ass shit. But I can't understand Fruity Loops because there's just way too many fucking drop-down menus and buttons, and I've tried. Like, nobody listening to this, do not come at me trying to explain Fruity Loops or offer it to me. (laughs) I guarantee you, I have a decade's worth of college tries trying to understand Fruity Loops Studios. I've just given up on it. So don't don't even waste your breath. You know what? But like, yeah. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Are we taking a break? I'm going to take a break. Okay. Because we're an hour in. What were we talking about? I don't really remember. I think we were talking about toxic communities and shit like that. Yeah, we were talking about that for a while. Yeah. And then we... Shoot. I don't fucking know, but you know what you were talking about earlier? Huh. Halo. Halo? I'm, wa- I'm waiting. I'm fucking excited for Infinite right now. I'm pretty fucking excited for Infinite, too. I- I'm pretty hyped up on it. I. I've been hoping I get selected for the flight, but at the same time, I kind of don't care about the multiplayer flight. More but interested I, in the campaign stuff? Yeah, well, I always love the story, yeah, because I want to yeah. see how they're going to handle it, but 
Absolutely. I, I just don't know what they're going to do. Because uh, it seems like it'll be a lot of fun. But once again, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Especially after they fucking shucked up Halo 5. Yeah, but this one seems a lot like they're gonna they're kind of listening to everyone. And this one definitely feels much more like a passion project. Yeah, I, the one I'm kind of confused about, though, is that, like, they make it seem a lot like you're kind of going out into the world and trying to rescue everyone. Mm-hmm. Which kind of feels like Halo 1 again. Because yeah. in Halo 1, it was a constant just, like, you're on the down... And you're trying to get everyone rounded up together, like, on the uh, second mission of the Halo campaign. Yeah, it's interesting. They're making this one, like, a um, an open-world Halo game with, like, fast travel checkpoints. I've heard... Okay, so I've heard a mixture between those. I've heard... I've heard them say, it's going to be open-world. Uh-huh. And then I heard them kind of rescind on the comment and say, eh, it's kind of not going to be open-world. The map... UI certainly looked open world. It definitely, yeah. It, I I don't really know how they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. It looked a lot like the, um, actually thinking about it, it looked a lot like uh, ODST, their whole map UI system. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. If we're going to get like an ODST kind of open world map, I'm okay with that. I loved ODST. That'd be kind of cool. I, I, I loved ODST. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people are really worried at the moment that I've seen because the graphics look kind of garbagey in some aspects. And I think that's mostly just, like, how they saw the Brutes. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean... But it also is, like, a new art direction, because they're definitely going for a slightly more cel-shaded look, it looks like. Not so yeah. much, like, 343 taking over, you know, Halo 4, is just bah, super cinematics yeah. all over the I... place. I really like how Halo Infinite kind of looks right mm-hmm. now. I know some people will disagree and be like, ah, no, no, it looks like garbage. It's like ever so I, slightly cel-shaded. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a unique art style, and I'm very much okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. Also but, bringing back the uh, the Mark VI suit. Yeah, yeah, which seems to be fun. Um, Definitely the fan favorite. Yeah, but what I'm more, like, interested in is... I, I know a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's kind of garbage, and... The graphics don't look that good. And they, they said that at the beginning when it was the test footage for an unfinished engine. Where mm-hmm. it was like just bare bones. Like, hey, we we got it to work. Yeah. And I it's mean, like, this isn't the, right, you know, but this isn't the Pokemon company that we're talking about. Yeah, here. no. The this, test footage isn't going to be what we get seven months later. Yeah, and they proved that. They already proved that because they showed off like multiplayer footage. And the assault rifle and like a lot of the shit that we saw in the campaign is completely different than what we saw in uh, the first trailer. Because mm-hmm. now it's like the, the the everything's a lot more worn around and kind of looks a bit more actually like it existed within the world and not just like a, hey, it's a fresh carbon copy, kind of like weird, flat, no life to it device. You know, right. a lot of them have like actual life to them now. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, 100%. I think the art style is kind of cool. Uh, I don't think every Halo needs to look like crazy, you know, modern, you know, the, the expectation of quote-unquote modern graphics. Yeah, it felt um, for a while that they, they were just taking Halo 4 and Halo 5 and slowly turning them into Call of Duty. Kinda, yeah. Uh, I didn't like Halo 4's campaign. I'm a huge campaign guy. 
Really? Uh, I'm a huge campaign guy. I did not like Halo Force campaign that much at all. Uh, cutscenes, art direction, fantastic. Yeah. Love the cutscenes and art direction. It was awesome. Halo 4 kind of was repetitive in some points. Yeah. Um, definitely wasn't as unique as when when Bungie had the reins. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not wanting to say, like, 343 bad, Bungie good, because mm-hmm. a lot of 343 still has a lot of the OG Bungie devs. Right. Which I think people tend to forget. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they're just kind of doing what they want with Infinite, mm-hmm. and... They've they've kind of realized, I'm pretty sure, that they uh, they kind of f- like shoved themselves into a corner, pretty heavily, right? With with four and five, because five was just no, I did not like five in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it which just I feel bad like, about. It felt like more missions for Halo Four, yeah. but they just they added so much stuff. They brought the Ar- Arbiter back. Yeah, that was cool. But they also like made him way different. I, I've i always been really weirded out by the evolution of elites. Yeah, because um, well, their, their whole art direction changed. I personally was a fan of the elite design up until... Halo 2 and Halo 3 Halo two and Halo are my 3. favorite elite designs. Yeah. Uh, those were probably my favorites. And then Reach changed them a bit. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, they were like, eh, yeah, they how just... far can we go? Yeah, they're just kind of, like, devolving into, like, gangly, mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, uh, batty, googly yeah. monsters, in my opinion. I, I've i always kind of seen them and thought, like, you know what? They look very unique of themselves. I always just thought they had a very unique appearance, especially if you look at the Halo 2 uh, Anniversary Edition cutscenes. Mm-hmm. The elites just look phenomenal. Like, absolutely fantastic. That was peak elite design in my opinion they had like this lizardy elephant like skin yeah uh, their head was very like you know their head and neck like station i guess like like how they leaned into themselves mm-hmm. was just very i guess it continued on with the game's idea of how elite should look and i loved it i was like yeah it looks great they didn't mess it up yeah it was almost like regal how they would hold themselves a very almost draconic like yeah and i i, I love them for that mm-hmm. but then I don't know. Now they look like a, a gecko if you went ahead and cut their mouth in half. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. Did you ever play um, Halo Wars? Yeah. You remember the Arbiter in Halo oh, Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was hulking and he was huge, but his face just looked like somebody beat it with like a, a meat mallet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was fucking hideous. I loved Halo Wars, though. Halo Wars 1 and 2 were fantastic. And if yeah, you, it was pretty if good. If you haven't us. gotten the chance to play either of them, uh, honestly, just... Get the fucking Microsoft Game Pass. I played and, the first one. I had it for the yeah. Xbox 360, though, yeah. and you shouldn't play RTSs with a fucking controller. <laughs> I had no issue with it, but the game was incredibly broken. Yeah. Because if you played the Covenant, as soon as you got the Arbiter with the dual-wielding swords, it was game over. Yeah. You could literally just run around, kill, stealth away, then heal, then just one-man army. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Halo Wars 2 was cool because it was... Uh, you fought the Banished. Uh, which is what we're facing in Infinite, which is awesome, uh, with Aatrox. Uh, or Atriox. And uh, what I really liked about it was in the DLC, you got to see the Banished go against the Flood. Who are the Banished? Uh, they're the guys we're fighting in Infinite. They are the they are the group of, of brutes that formed their own, 
I guess society. Oh, interesting. Say. Yeah, that's who we're facing in Infinite right now is because... Unfortunately, the Banished in the Infinite don't look like traditional Banished. They're much more brutish in design. And mm-hmm. they're not only brutes. They're like... They're kind of like the Covenant, but they just want to do what they want to do. Right. You know? The Brutes always wanted to do what they wanted to do. They had no order. Yeah. They're well, much more primal. Yeah, but these guys were... They're they're actually... They have a, a mission directive. Mm-hmm. And theirs is just like, we want to live and fuck over the Covenant and just do what we want to do. Yeah. And they, they are, like, the opposite of the Covenant in a way. Because, as far as I know, they have... Brutes, elites, jackals, grunts, hunters. They have a, a big hunter, which is like a Goliath or something like that. It's like a hunter that's like half the size of a scarab. Whoa. And they look like these giant, like, bulldozers. They're fucking horrifying. They're that's huge, cool. huge hunters that look like... Uh, they're just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, tons of different ships. They have everything. Like, anything you can imagine. They even have humans. Interesting. Yeah, like, they they don't care. They're like, do you want to fight with us? Yeah, cool, welcome aboard! They are super, like, if you are strong and willing to work with them, they're happy. Like, mm. they're great. They have taken tons of Covenant technology and stolen things. They've stolen entire armadas mm. from the Covenant. Interesting. And they have, to their, ex- which a lot of people, uh, I know Hidden Xperia, which I, I know I'm name-dropping, uh, he is a fantastic... Halo lore content creator. And he was mentioning how he's really excited. And I'm excited for this too. There's uh, an elite assassination squad from the Covenant, uh, which I think, I can't remember their exact name, but they are really fucking cool. They are like the, like top dogs and they're elites. And I guess they tried to assassinate Atriox and one of them, I think, got their skull caved in immediately. Jesus. And he's like, all right, well, if you want to join me, you can. And they all were like, yep, all right, cool. <laughs> you, fuck it. Like, who cares? He, like, spilled the truth on them about, you know, the great journey and everything. He, uh-huh. he was very much open. Um, cool thing is, though, is that Atriox is actually very much like the brute arbiter. Okay. Yeah, because the Covenant, the prophets were all like, hey, uh, go, uh, go do this thing. It's a suicide mission. Go do it. Mm. And every time he'd go with his entire pack, and he'd be the only one coming back each time. Interesting. He would do his mission, and he'd come back, and he actually came back to one of the camps once, and the prophets had had enough with him. They're like, if he shows up again, just kill him. Like, we don't want him. He's too dangerous. Just, if he shows up again, kill him. And he showed up, and uh, the elites were kind of talking down to him and being shitty, and they were probably going to kill him eventually. Mm-hmm. And Atriox just had, like, enough and he picked up his gravity hammer, gra- gravity, gravity hammer, <laughs> and told all of his brethren in the campsite to like, you know, just basically kill everyone. Right. And they slaughtered an entire covenant camp Dang. with like very few numbers. So Atriox is like an incredibly terrifying character. Like we thought Tartarus was like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Atriox is an asshole, but he has the power to back it up. I have to look into it. This he, is Halo Two. Uh, this was Halo Wars. Wars. Wars, uh, But a lot of Atriox's lore comes behind from the books. Which books? Uh, I don't know any of them. I don't know what the exact ones off the top of my head right now. I've read all the original ones. Um, I haven't checked out anything from the Forerunner saga. Yeah. But I doubt that's relevant. I can't remember exactly what books they are, but they specifically reference like a lot of talk about the Banished and Atriox's history. Okay. Um, you can even find some animated specials and stuff like that on it. 
But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been in a deep Halo dive in quite a few years. I I just found out Guilty Spark is still alive. Even after... Yeah, he survived. The Ark? Yep. How did it go... He, he, like, explodes, doesn't he? Does he his tra- so, his shell, his shell breaks. Oh, okay. The, the stat, like, it's basically like, it's like if you took your PC case, broke it, but you took out the SSD, and you're like, it's still here! Sure. It's, it's like that. Oh, so, apparently, I don't know what the book's name is, but it looks like an Amazon bookseller mm-hmm. made a book about a robot you could fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so... Guilty Spark literally gets put into a robot that's, like, humanoid Interesting. Yeah. It's on the cover, too. It's really weird. I don't know. It, he, he lives, and this is, like, Halo spoilers, I guess, but we're probably never gonna see him again. Probably not. I don't think we ever are, but, um... It'd be a hell of a comeback it, for it, like, kind it, of a relevant character it, now. It really would. Um, also, more Halo spoilers. I'm gonna... Go ahead and just say skip now by like a few seconds. Like probably I don't know. I'll flash up on the screen. Who cares? Okay. Um, if anything, uh, Guilty Spark is also a human being. Is he? Yeah, he's an ancient human. Like one of the he is the he's a human being from before the arcs uh, the arc and the Halo detonated to kill all life in the galaxy. So he's kind of like how Halsey put their consciousness and created Cortana with it? Kinda. So before humanity that we know it now in the Halo universe uh, became a thing, there was already humanity way before that. Right, they were running from the Flood. Yeah, we were running from the Flood. And he was... I can't remember which Forerunner he was friends with, but he was an ancient human that was friends with one of the Forerunners, and you know the uh, the fucking weird knights that you meet in Halo 4? Yeah. So, those are all humans as well. I figured that part because whenever their heads open up, they got like those creepy red glowing skulls yeah. that look like human skulls. Yeah, so those are ancient humans that, uh, the Didact, the reason why he was imprisoned is because there's a thing called the Composer. Right. Which, think of it like... Turning your soul into data. Oh, so when everybody got atomized. Yeah. In the game, they're not actually just getting atomized. They're getting, like, transferred. Into a robot consciousness kind of thing. Then why didn't that shit work on Chief? Huh? In Halo 4. I forget why it doesn't work on Chief. Uh, probably because of power shields or something. Yeah, she gave him some sort of shit. Because, I I know he talks about, like, the librarian always Mm -hmm. wants to protect you humans. And, Dude, that's, yeah. those scenes were fucking graphic. How oh, it was yeah. like skin layer, muscle layer, skeleton, nothing. Ash. It's a it's a horrifying it's a horrifying scene. Like you, mm-hmm. say what you will, like Halo 4, I was like, you know, I don't like the story, but holy shit. I fucking loved Halo 4. Some of the points I, I was just it. like, damn, that's that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's fucking that's very scary. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just really disappointed because we had a stereotypical Halo boss fight that was just not cool. Oh, press X to win. <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah, but it was more so just like, I'm like, dude, if if you had made it to the final cutscene, which is Master Chief literally duking it up with the fucking the the asshole at mm-hmm. the very end, yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, like it was no, just he like a whole grenade in his chest and he dies. Yeah, and he doesn't even fucking explode. He like kind of just falls over. Yeah, it was off a, the bridge it was a and then finish. like kind of explodes a little bit, but he falls into a black hole and you're like, all right, well. Yeah, I sure. think 343 was afraid of taking the risk and 
the fight scene Killing overshadowing um, Cortana's goodbye. Oh, yeah. That's what my theory is, but I feel like they just, they didn't have the cojones to fucking uh, go that distance, because, like, they had that whole scene at the end of Halo 3, where you do the incredible... I still think Halo 3 has one of the best settings in the series when you're driving to leave on the Pillar of Autumn. Oh, yeah. That whole section is incredible. Oh, you mean the, uh... Oh, yeah, it's not the Pillar of Autumn, but it's, like, I think it's another Halcyon class. Yeah, but, but... It, like, it's a callback to Halo 1 where you're yeah. escaping the exploding place. Yeah, which yeah. was fantastic, and I... It was kind of very... Uh, I don't know, it was kind of like... It was, it was really weird when, you know, being a Halo nerd, you're like, oh, Spartans don't die, they go missing in action. Mm-hmm. And literally at the fucking New Mombasa Memorial, it's like John's number is inscribed on there, and you're like, oh shit, that's like, that's really huge. That's really real because the military would never allow that, and Oni would never allow that, and it's no. just like everyone's like, nah. But I'm I'm a little bummed. They took out like a very integral part of Halo Five though. In the books, uh, when uh, Chief and Arbiter actually see each other again, like they're actually super stoked to see each other again. Uh huh. And they kind of like do like a light, like, side hug almost thing. And they, and they just talk to each other. And it's like, even, I think, I think it's referenced in the books that someone goes like, elites don't do that. They don't talk to humans like that. They don't do anything. Yeah, no, the Arbiter and Chief had, like, almost like a brotherly companionship. Oh, yeah. Well, they fucking saved each other's lives. Yeah, like, they're no, like all through Halo 3 and Halo 2. Yeah. I think they have one of the coolest stories in the entire Halo verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny too because one of my buddies was like, "Halo Two, yeah, they're they're uh, they're good buddies in Halo 2. I was like, "They meet once," mm-hmm. and he goes, "They just oh, talk fuck, about each other. You're the right, entire time. <laughs> yeah, it's literally when they're strung up by the uh, the the flood grave mind. Yeah, that's the first time and the only time in Halo Two that they meet. Yeah, because after that, it's uh, they they kind of like like they're close to one another, but they're never." with each other. Mm-hmm. Not until um, Halo 3 when they're together the whole time. Yeah, which was a huge reason why, because they literally went into a flood-infested ship, and then they went into a flood-infested charity, like high charity, mm-hmm. uh, fought in New Mombasa, completely infested, went to the Ark, like, they fucking... They, they got real close, real quick, within, like, you know, I think roughly... Oh my god, I can't remember. There's a... There's a time jump in between people leaving the Ark and then people actually showing up on the Ark. Or sorry, leaving for the Ark and actually arriving on the Ark. Because mm-hmm. the, they always make it look like it's immediate. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, it could be a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, like with, uh, what's it called? Uh, Halo 1. People were like, oh yeah, they jumped right after Reach and they, they landed uh, in Halo 1. It started like within hours. And I was like, no, it actually no, took like no. a week yeah. for them to get to the first Halo. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that because they don't really see the time dates usually. Right. But t- time is weird in the Halo series. It really is. But yeah, no, I I, I don't know. I, I would like to see Halo Infinite do really fucking well, but I have my reservations. But you know, once, once again, you know, the one game that I've been looking forward to, which you and I talked about a little bit on stream, uh, was Branching Sickness. Which was the Halo game made by modders, right? Where it you're a marine, marine game. It's stuck the on the ark. Horror. Yeah, you're stuck on the ark, and it's all flood infested. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was the neatest fucking thing. And they said it was like a roguelike. Interesting. Yeah, 
which is kind of weird because it's I, I guarantee it's going to be one of those things where like you have to play the game a couple times to like actually survive and be optimal with trying to complete your mission mm-hmm. because they did say like hey you have a mission and good luck <laughs> yeah no I could definitely see them making it a roguelike where you know guns are efficient but they make lots of noise and you're going to attract lots of flood hordes if you use guns so try to find other ways to kill off the flood oh yeah which kind of reminds me a little bit like you being the lone marine kind of reminds me of the uh, the one referenced in the in the halo book actually in um uh, in one of the in one of the first books when it's covering master chief on halo mm-hmm. uh it mentions and i think you can find the dead body of the marine in halo one um where in the library uh chief finds a dead body of a marine mm-hmm and Chief literally says, like, this guy was so tough, he could have been in the Spartan program. Mm-hmm. Because he he found him in the corner of the library, like, in one of the corners, in, like, a little inlet, with a rocket launcher, a shotgun, like, an assault rifle, like his service pistol, tons of expanded ammo, like, empty rocket, like, ammo packs, like, the whole mm-hmm. nine. And he's covered in, like, backblast burn marks from his rocket launcher and covered in ash mm-hmm. and he's got like lacerations and wounds and he's like it's clear that he kept going yeah and it's so obvious that Guilty Spark literally just picked his ass up and was like you'll do and it's so fucking sad because you're just like damn mm-hmm. that this dude's a champ and he almost made it through yeah and like you gotta remember too is like chief fucking like you as a kid you're like oh my god I almost died like I died a lot in there yeah you know but it's kind of like that's kind of what the game is it's like you're kind of that marine yeah in a way in the in that mod something that they don't allude to in the book in the in the games they just kind of glaze over it which I always thought was funny yeah. is that uh, Sergeant Johnson has some sort of. Uh, he has a neurological disorder. A neurological disorder that hides him yeah. from the flood. And that's why he just, like, disappears in the cam footage in the flood infestation and then just shows up later. Yeah. There's a... I actually know the lore about that is... I think it's referenced on Contact Harvest or Onyx? I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the books. Uh, it talks a lot about Johnson. Like, shit tons about Johnson. That's Harvest. And it references how he had picked up a covenant... Like, he basically went into a covenant arm shipment, where it was just, like, a bunch of plasma grenades, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the plasma grenades were giving off, like, an intense amount of radiation that fucked up his brain. Oh. Or something along those lines. Like, his brain just got super fried. And I guess the neurological disorder causes his, like, neural path, like, to make it simplified, I guess, like, his brain just changes very frequently. Interesting. It's almost like ADHD, but for, like, how your brain actually functions at its core. Huh. In a weird way. I don't really know how else to describe it. It was really weird. Um, and for a while, I think they hid that from him, but he's a, he is technically a Spartan. Johnson? Johnson's a Spartan. What? Yeah. He's one of the first iterations of Spartans before they did the modifications. Oh, okay. Like, before they did major modifications where they, they were taking on children and stuff. Interesting. Um, so he is 100% technically one of the early Spartans, which is, okay. I think, why him and Chief were, like, so buddy-buddies, because uh-huh. they were kind of like, you're my predecessor kind of moment. Like, right. you know, you are definitely my superior. Okay. Um, yes. 
But, explains why Chief respects him so much. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. He that's why Chief was like so hit because it's like his predecessor Spartan, like one of the few that's still alive too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people like that were in that program like either have like severe medical issues or whatever, or just something going on. God, have you ever read the? Um, what is it? It's um, one of the Halo books. It's made up of like twelve stories. But it's just a bunch of short stories. Oh, yeah. Um, the one about the dude that becomes, like, the behemoth after his transformation. Um, and he, like, gets, like, the arm growth and he's, like, charging out the facility. And he's, like, tossing doctors around and, like, yeah. fucking wrecking the place. And they still give him a job, I think. But he's just, like, this transformed monster because the augmentation fucked him up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the UNSC, they were pretty chill with a lot of that. Like, if you were what they labeled as a washout, where your biological, like, co- uh, I guess, like, cohesion was not good, and you just became a or you uh, suffered severe seizures. Like, some people literally would, like, start seizing up on the table and die. Mm-hmm. And then they'd resuscitate them, and they'd actually come back, and they'd survive, and they'd be 100%, and they're like, yep, you're good to be a Spartan now. And they're just like, I almost fucking died. And they're like, yeah, but you, you're, you're here. You're here everything, now. Everything works here. <laughs> so you're off. But, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. There a lot of people suffered. There's actually a guy who is a Spartan who works in Oni. I think I read that story. And he is a handicapped gentleman who is in a wheelchair. And he fucking hates Halsey. Mm-hmm. He hates her. But he, I guess he, like, I think he kind of cares for her. But at the same time, he's like, you fucking destroyed me. Well, they all care about Halsey to a degree. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them think of them as, think of her as mom to a degree. Yeah, George does. George definitely, definitely yeah. But yeah. a lot of the Spartans do have some animosity towards her because they're like, you took what me from my, fuck did you, make you took me? my, yeah. you took me from my family. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a seven foot tall person who can lift 1,400 pounds. And I'm 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that a 14-year-old could lift 1,400 pounds and then when in the Spartan suit could lift double that. And you're like, dude, fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> my God. Yeah. I have the Halo Encyclopedia and I always loved going over the diagrams that like broke down literally layer by layer the Mjolnir armor suits. Yeah. Like how um, like the suit itself is titanium alloy, all of its, like, big chunky parts, and then under that is, like, a crystal mesh flat, uh, suit. Yep. Um, that generates the field. It's actually the undersuit that generates the field. Yeah, which helps to, uh, mitigate plasma blast damage. It's supposed to, like, kind of, like, disperse over it. Especially mm-hmm. in the early gens, it was meant to just kind of go, boop, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, like, blend into it. Yeah, and it also, the, the crystal line suit connected directly into your neural implant where yeah. the AI was so the AI could help assist your movements, which I remember reading fucked with a lot of Spartans' heads because they're just suddenly quicker and somebody is helping them be quicker. Yeah. They don't have, like, full autonomy, so yeah. it took a lot of them a lot of getting used to. A lot of them uh, were paranoid about it, too. A lot mm-hmm. of them got really paranoid. But... I still think it's funny that the first ever Spartan suit was literally just a ragtag stealth suit they made. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is your suit. And they're like, really? It's just a black spandex suit with, like, some bits and bobs? Like, Oh, yeah, they started out as, like, fucking ninjas. Yeah, they were pretty much ninjas. And yeah. they were, I mean, we can't never forget, too, the Spartans were literally made to go hunt down humans. Mm-hmm. They were never made for the Covenant. The Spartans were like, 
Yeah, they were. There, sent to there's track insurrectionists. Down rebel. Yeah, we're basically dealing with spark like space terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to stop them. I don't know. They had a great story. They had a fantastic story. I love the ODST game. It was really good. I was uh, I, I love that the entire takeaway too. The, no matter who you talk to, as long as they're an ODST fan, they're like, "You like open world? Yeah. Do you have an appreciation for freeform jazz? No." You're gonna. <laughs> like, it's just always such, like, it's always such a fact of, like, yeah, welcome to open world jazz simulator. And you're like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> like, I guess it works, but I don't know. It's It was a fun, it was a fun as shit game. Yeah. I loved it. No, I super appreciated it. It's really unique storytelling style. Yeah. I, I liked how you played this L.A. noir detective kind of guy mm-hmm. in this in like this... following the bits and pieces yeah. of your comrades just trying to figure out and piece together what happened mm-hmm. and, and then it... you go through and actually play through them yeah yeah which was great i once again i loved it it was mm-hmm. so it was so fun uh especially because it kind of took place in between games yeah you know you got to see like oh well in halo 3 we went to the arc but what happens to new mombasa like yeah i mean like we had a slip space rupture which, of course, uh, fucking destroys everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, mm, there's still a lot still standing. Yeah. You know, like, because Halo 2 was a slipspace rupture, and Halo 3 was uh, the arc being discovered. And in Halo 2, uh, the slipspace rupture happens, and then that's when you kind of get to play as Buck. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 3... Which takes place almost immediately after Halo 2. Uh, when you come back to Earth, that's when they're like, Hey, we found... Cause it's only, it takes place, like I think, within a week. Uh, yeah, Halo yeah. 1 alone. Because you you You're... jump off of the ship that you leave on Halo 2. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. Halo 2, uh, you know, they slip space rupture in Halo 3. Uh, they find the Ark. And mm-hmm. at the end of ODST, they're like, Oh, they found something! They're going over there! Like, that's when you know. It's like, okay, so that's when they it's find the, the arc. Yeah. yeah, so that's when they find out, like, okay, well, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 3 starts up. Yeah. Um, well, kind of starts up. It's like halfway through at that point, or like a, a quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really kind of fun to see... I also really enjoyed that you weren't this unstoppable killing machine. I really thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Which... No, I... Yeah. I like the amount of tension that being an ODST had to it because you didn't have overshields and all that jazz. Like yeah. you had to be on the lookout for health packs. You had to be conservative yeah. with your ammo. You couldn't just like charge in head on because people will fuck you up. Which <laughs> is why I'm so excited for branching sickness because mm-hmm. that's going to be, in a way, it's going to be the ODST with flood elements that I kind of always wanted. Mm-hmm. Except you're not an ODST. <laughs> You're even lower on the picking chain. You're like, oh. You're a Marine. You're a Marine. You're the guy who literally just will get stuck by a stray grenade from a fucking grunt. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm a cowardly fool! <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> yeah. die instantly. And that's it. Like, that's your role. That's your life. And it's like, okay, well. Mm-hmm. Where a single blood spore becomes a challenge for oh, you. Oh, yeah. It, it's it, that's, that's nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a Spartan, it's like, okay, well, they'll just pop on my energy shields. Like, half the time, you don't have to even kill them. Uh, yeah, you Because they'll kill themselves, them. yeah. yeah. And when you're a Marine, it's like, you don't get that. It latches onto your arm, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, it's over. If that thing, like, 
if one gets in your arm, it's gonna pull you down because those things are huge. Yeah, I was surprised because I didn't know that they were like three feet tall, four feet tall. Yeah, yeah, the little spores that are like yeah. head sized. Yeah, you'd think that like they're not that big, but standing up with their like everything going up, like yeah, they keep like two feet, two or three feet tall. Mm-hmm, they're like and big they're, old ticks. Yeah, they're fucking scary because I, I didn't really rationalize it because you as a Spartan, you're huge. You're seven feet tall, like right. roughly, give give or take more, and. Seeing it, like, positioned actually next to a Marine when you're seeing, like, pick them up, and it's their torso size. Mm-hmm. Like, if I saw something that big trying to eat my fucking arm, I'd be t- I'd be shitting myself. Yeah, no, I'd be terrified. Yeah, like, I'm scared when a fucking dog approaches me too fast. I'm like, whoa, your dog don't bite. And they're like, no, he don't bite. And it's, like, got blood in its mouth. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, yeah. I'm excited for that project, too. I it, think it'll be, uh... A real hit. <laughs> I think it'll be absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be huge. And I I emailed them, and I, I hope they get back to me. Because <laughs> I, I want them to know that I love their game so far. But I'm in their Discord, and they're fantastic. Uh, I'll probably put a link down below. Cool. Uh, just I to might show have off. to look that up. Yeah, because Branching Sickness, they, they, they do their own models and everything. Like, they've taken stuff from Halo Wars 2 and been like, well, time to model that now, because it's all the flood and... Halo Wars is totally different than what we've seen. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of variations. Yeah, because they all live underground. Mm-hmm. And so they're all bioluminescent and creepy. It's fucking horrifying. Cool. All it takes is you just being like, oh, it's a light. That's not a light, it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Man, now I need to go back and play through all the Halo games. I need I, to read the books again. I I want to get back to the books. I just don't have any fucking time. Neither do I. Uh, I, I think about, like... Oh, yeah, I could, like, pick up the books again. I'm sure there's, like, three I haven't read. Yeah. And then I think about free time, and I just don't have any. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I picked up a book which it's very real. I, I, I like reading a lot of, I guess, more sophisticated? I don't know. I, I don't like to read, like, the playful stuff anymore because I'm like, eh, I don't want it to st- kind of, like, stunt my brain into thinking, like, I could act like I did in high school or college. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm reading one which it's it's about the Holocaust. It's literally just uh, the boy who followed his father into Auschwitz, mm-hmm. and it's this like horrible story. And I say horrible, not brave, because it's fucking horrible. Uh, it is brave, but it's fucking just you shouldn't have to pick this. Uh, this young boy, it's a young Jewish boy. He, you know, it, it, it's like oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're we're free and like we're about to leave. But his dad gets called up to the camps. Uh, and they're like, alright, well, we're gonna take your dad to the camps. They found out. And the boy's like, I'm not letting my dad go alone. Fuck that. And he actively chooses to go. And it's based on a true story. It's all a true story. It's basically just tellings of a journal and, like, all these dog logs and stuff. And I was like, that... This is so fucking depressing. But mm-hmm. I love reading books about... I guess people's mentalities and how they overcome shit. Like, mm-hmm. I've I just been reading that kind of stuff and I've been reading up on, um, you know, like how to be more like organized. Like I'm, re- I'm reading up on like the the badass like self go getting books that try to teach you like how to be more self motivated and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I you've seen me. I kind of like go crazy when I want to do stuff, but like I try to always apply myself to be more, I guess, productive or more in tune with how I can be productive for sure. And I'd love to get in the Halo books again, but it's like, those two books are, like, already chomping at my knees. Yeah. And I'll fucking... I'll, I have no idea what I'd read next, but... My God. The last book I read was back in, like, I want to say 2016, 2017. I read Ready Player One. 
I was um, pretty enthralled with that book. The book's way uh, better than the movie. The movie sucks. I've been told. Yeah. Well, the the movie capitalizes on all the extra characters that they throw in. Yeah. Um, like the the Halo characters and Overwatch and the Ninja Scrolls and stuff. But, uh, it yeah. just it's way too much. It was in a the, pop culture the, reach, I think. Yeah, it was, was a pop yeah. culture reach. Yeah. Um, the books actually feels like. It feels like somebody who knows a bunch about World of Warcraft in 1980s, like, TTRPGs. Yeah. Uh, is like, hey, check out all this cool shit and lore and facts and stuff. Um, in some parts, it did get a little bit like, okay, this guy's been strucking his fucking ego cock for, like, 40 pages now. But <laughs> a lot of it was really interesting. I thought it was pretty well written, and I liked hearing about... I liked reading about, like, you know, anybody can do anything, and there's a market for everything, and, um, like... I don't like some of the design choices that they made in the movie, like how they made... The main character's best friend in Orc, when in the book it was just another guy just like him, but then he meets them in person and it's a chick. Uh, but they made it an Orc for some reason in the in the movie, and <laughs> it's it was because like in the book the chick was gay and the parents like they got way more into the backstory and they just totally gloss over it in the movie that's weird yeah no Maya I... won't let it down because I fucking just sat there and griped through the whole movie as we watched <sighs> it in theaters well I mean it's it's so fucking terrible when you read a book and then go watch the movie and it's nothing mm-hmm. like you just you've seen Hollywood not even just like say eh, we're gonna cut some stuff out like when they just actively be like what if we made this not what it is like mm-hmm. we took the idea of it but didn't do like anything mm-hmm. what if we took this great idea and turned it into a cash cow yeah I mean, that's basically what happened i mean god i remember when they uh their main reason why they said they didn't want to do a halo movie was purely and i <laughs> i laughed at it because they got a production studio for it and the production studio like years ago said like eh yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Chief. Uh, we don't see Halo being popular uh, in, like, the amount of time it would take for us to produce this movie. And mind you, this was, like, when Halo 3 came out. <laughs> and they've made, like, <laughs> Forward Up like, to Dawn. They've made yeah. Nightfall. They've made the Halo Legends. Yeah, and those aren't even movies. Nah, they're all just, like, short stories. Well, I say short stories, but they're still, like, hour-long feature-length films. Yeah, Legends was, like, an anime yeah, Legends had, like, yeah. eight stories, was an anime. Yeah. Nightfall was a live action that had, like, CGI, like, Flood and stuff in it. Yeah. I didn't watch that one all the way through. The one that I really did like Forward was... Forward Unto Dawn. That was, was um, amazing. That was with the, uh, like, the boot camp. Yeah, that was yeah. with uh, um, Corporal Lasky. Lasky, yeah. yeah. I loved him. Bring it up. I loved him. when they bring in Master Chief at, like, episode six or seven, and they have... The, the warthog run. The warthog run oh. and a pitch black, like, hunter fight oh, was, in the woods. It was so good. And, and the thing is, I don't consider that a movie because it, it was episodic when it came out. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say, like, it was episodic is, like, you could turn anything episodic into a movie. Anything. Yeah, you just. And if you do, that doesn't the, mean the it's credits. a movie. Yeah. That just means it's an episodic stitched together video 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a film. My buddy screamed at me for like an hour. He's like, but it's it's a film! And I'm like, it's not a film. <laughs> it's not a film. It's a, it's an episode series they did. And then he's like, look at the website. And he took me to the website and it said like episodic film. And I was like, well, I disagree. Nah, I think they need to pull like, I think they need to pull all the stops. And I don't think they can fit a movie that would do the Halo franchise justice into no. one movie. I think they need to pull like some Mandalorian Game of Thrones shit and do like a 12 episode, 45 minute episodes. I like would 12 kill. parts, 45 minute episodes. I would kill like, if we got Mandalorian, like, but Master Chief or anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. We need like a full like HBO Max uh, style series of yeah. Halo. I'd be just anything. Yeah, I'd be I'd be so down for that. You kidding me? Like, I, mm-hmm. if I got to see, which this is a scene from the books, and I fucking still love it, uh, the scene where Master Chief first gets stationed on I don't know if he got space. I don't know if it was a, like an orbital station or if it was an actual ship. I th- I assume it was a ship. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I assume it was like a station or a ship because they talked about uh the interior. Mm-hmm. And how there was a workout rec room. Mm-hmm. And at one of the scenes, ODSTs hated Spartans. Because they're like, oh, you're like us, I but... I the exact scene yeah, you're about to talk about. The, the one where he takes a barbell and fucking caves, like, two of their skulls in. He, he kills the ODSTs. He, he kills one ODST and the rest all end up in the emergency room. Yeah. All with, like, permanent damage and will never serve again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I got to see that as, like, an HBO special movie of, like... A 16-year-old or 15-year-old kid mm-hmm. picking up a barbell with, like, 400 pounds on it and just destroying some cocky ODSTs. Like, that would be awesome. Dude, I would... be so great. I would kill to see Fred escaping his training facility yeah. uh, at night with his oh, uh, chick right. friend. That yeah. was really cool. I like that part a lot. And He went back, right? He did go back. He went back, back yeah. And also, literally, any sniper scene with Linda. A fucking gorilla glue to the Banshee upside down, flying out of the facility as it blows up sniper rifle. Or her on the, um, on the, the sphere worlds on the inside, where it's, like, all salt flats. And she's, like, they see, uh, they see one of the sentinel beams, like, two miles in the sky. And it's just, like, a dot. And she literally lays on her back in just 90 degree angle with the sniper rifle, points directly up, and destroys it. There's some really fucking rad Halo scenes that we will Mm -hmm. probably never see, which sucks. Because, I'm not gonna lie, if they partnered with, like, Hulu, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they mm-hmm. would they would make so much money with people just being like, yeah, I'm tuning in for that alone. It was definitely one of the underdogs, but Ghosts of Onyx, I think, was one of my favorite books. It was pretty good. I I really enjoyed it, but I think my personal favorite, and it's just because I, I, I think it's because I just I have a fascination with the Flood, was the Halo combat form uh, book, which pretty much was all of Master Chief's interactions with the Flood on Halo 1. Mm-hmm. And... I loved it mostly because they actually went into detail about, like, the anatomy and, like, what happens to the Flood. Mm-hmm. And I think that book awakened something in me. <laughs> because I remember I played Halo 1 and experimented on Flood. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I know it sounds so cheesy, but I experimented on them. Like, I would kill all of them in a room except for one. I'd break his arms off. And I'd just stare at him. <laughs> and look at him and be like, okay, 
biologically, what do you look like? I was that nerd as a kid. I was like, what makes them like, what do they look like? What do they got going on? And I well, would when look... you got the free time and you got the fascination, you start doing shit like that. Oh yeah. It's, it's like when I figured out too, when I was really young, I was one of the like few kids that I knew that the spore carrier forms are literally just humans. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, no, it's just a, it's just a big infected. And I was like, no, 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 like that's humans. That's the thing you're like, you see that oh, oh, encompasses their entire body is the human lungs. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, it's it's the lungs. If you look at it too, the rib cages open up on the model. You see the lungs coming out. And in the book, they talk about it in extensive detail. And he goes like, my buddy was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you learning about this? I'm yeah, like, that's what Captain it, Keys was turning into. Yeah, he turned into a grave mind. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's just an amalgamation of flesh. But, mm-hmm. you know, like just seeing like the spore carriers, I was like, dude, they're so fucking like, it's like the worst form to turn into <laughs> probably i i because like i i though there's one scene that still haunts me in a way is uh in, i think it was in one of the books uh it was either in the books or the hidden audio logs or hidden text logs uh there's talk about a marine that got infected but not fully and he experienced everything so he became a flood infected combat form uh but i guess how like the flood works is that there's a chemical in your brain that gets sent to your body to tell it to kill itself. When it's in, like, severe, like, you are going to die, just just die. Mm-hmm. Like, do not let... Do not pass go. Just turn it all off. Uh, and I guess that the flood intercept that chemical and stop your body from dying, from the brain telling you. So there is a theory that, like, every flood that you kill is, is, still, a is still a person. Like, in its core, in its deepest core, is still a living breathing person with their thoughts that has gone completely insane because the flood uh, operate off the hive mind mentality. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that apparently the hive mind will assault your brain to make you relinquish all information, which is why in Halo 1 CE, uh, you know, the anniversary edition, you hear Keys reciting his military service number and fighting every step of the way is because the grave mind, that's the amalgamation of knowledge, is now trying to tell him, like, okay, well, we want Earth. We want mm-hmm. strategies. We want guns. We want positions. We want knowledge. We want arms enforcements. We want everything you know, like, how to operate this ship, how to repair it. You tell us everything. Um, and that's what they do to every single creature. And so a lot of people theorize that, I guess, the like, you, the people think that the Flood still has that person alive in there to kind of act as a receptacle, almost. Okay. Uh, which is terrifying to think about because it's basically like, you know, every zombie film where they're like, do you think it's a person still? And it's like, in this case, they're still in there. It's still there. Yeah. But there's no, like, you can get them back. Right. Um, but for this poor guy, it chronologically, I think it takes place on Halo 1, but it chronologically take it, it chronologizes, what, what am I looking for? Uh, chronicles? It chronicles, thank you. It chronicles, like, his adventures because he gets infected. And is conscious for most of his journey. And he is a flood. He look, he can see himself. He sees, because, you know, his neck's broken. He can see himself, like, dangling around. Uh-huh. And he can hear it. He can feel it. He can see that everything's wrong. And he can feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Because, you gotta remember, the arm splinters open. And the veins get wrapped around the hands to turn into claws. And it's just mm-hmm. horrible. And he said, he like, in the book, like, he talked... He eventually... Uh, gets found by a badass patrol of Marines who kill everyone except for him because mm-hmm. he's able to take control of himself occasionally. Mm-hmm. And before he even meets them, I fucking should have said this before, he tries to kill himself. 
Like, all the time. Like, he tries to go to a cliff and jump off the edge to die, and the Flood takes, you know, control again and veers him off again and brings him back. Mm-hmm. And he, he did that for, like, hours at one point. And in the, it tells, like, about like how he struggled, and he just, he finally gets to these Marines, and he just starts begging them. He's like, I'm still alive, I'm still here. Please strap me down while I have this limited control. And they strap him down, and they get him controlled and contained. And when he's available, he does talk to the doctors and tells them, like, what's going on. He's like, this is what's happening. It's extreme pain. It's awful. I can hear voices screaming in my head. It's, like, the most, like, fucked up version of hell I could imagine. Damn. Um, and I, th- I think at one point he kills everyone or he dies. But it's just, like, hearing how the Flood operated, I was like, oh my fucking god, no. That's a like, this, lot. It, the Flood, yeah, they... Halo's devs literally were just like, yeah, we're gonna have fun with this. <laughs> it's awful. But I'm very excited for Branchy Sickness. That's all I gotta say. I think so, too. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see if they use anything like that. I hope so. We'll see. So but it's been about two it's, hours It's two hours, yeah. yeah. I, I gotta fucking edit all this down, too. It's probably yeah. gonna go down to like an hour 40, hour 30. I'm fine with that. I think this is a good place to call it. Um, yeah. Thank everybody Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you listen to this whole thing, um, special shout out and uh, finger guns to anybody who's listened to the entire podcast yeah. <laughs> at this point. At this point, anybody who's still here is kind of a, a winner. Also, we're going to adjust the mic now <laughs> like idiots. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. Uh, we're This is going to be like one of the few in-person sessions. Uh, most of this is going to be digital peer-to-peer yeah. kind of thing just talking on discord yeah probably. um so audio quality may change i'm gonna be going to my mic and ryan's gonna be sticking to theirs uh but i don't know i i think we might i don't know how often we're gonna do this i don't know how often we're gonna record um probably whenever we get a new swath of information or like yeah. something huge new comes out and yeah we'll just sit down hit record and then shoot the shit for a little while yeah i mean like usually people do like every two weeks mm-hmm. most of the time and that's enough time to, like, talk about some bullshit or anything, really. For time to pass. And yeah. And we have plans for, like, inviting guests on. Oh, like. yeah. We have. We already have, like, I have, I think I have two guests ready yeah, to go. Yeah, you invite Poya. There's and... a, yeah, there's a uh, an OnlyFans content creator that we want to bring in. That'd be cool. Uh, to talk about the struggles that they go through on mm-hmm. the average. Because most people just go, like, ha, booby. But, no, nah, it, there's, like, a lot of bullshit that happens in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a few VTubers that I plan to bring in to talk about like what it's like to be in the vtuber community mm-hmm. um i know quite a few avid halo fans i'd love to have on too oh yeah <laughs> i would i would kill to have like hidden xperia come on that'd be cool that'd be rad uh i mean he's he's pretty well established but yeah there's a few there's a few halo nerds that i know that would love to get in and just be like oh yeah oh my god let's like, gush yeah, yeah let's <laughs> fucking talk about halo infinite and mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and the overpowered skull and infinite's multiplayer and blah yeah. blah blah <laughs> so there will be more guests there will be more time hell um, yeah but so, thank you for tuning yeah, in once again thank you guys for coming in uh i'm rymac specter we'll, we'll see you all i guess in the future Bye-bye. bye bye everyone